Welcome in, everyone, to episode 56 of the Battle Cats podcast. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined by my co-host, Speedish Chief 2. How's it going, Caleb? How are you feeling today? Good. Good. You know, it's um, we are recording right after the long weekend. Uh, for those in the United States, uh, it was uh, national holiday, July 4th. Whether you like to celebrate or not, uh, I think for the most part, everyone probably enjoys the day off at least uh, for those that get the day off. So um, I went to Anime Expo, so <laughs> I, didn't, oh, nice. I didn't do the typical like barbecue and fireworks and stuff. But I did see some fireworks on driving home. But yeah, how about you? I know you had some family, right? Over. Yeah, good question. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I know we all like to celebrate our independence in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. And like being able to attend whatever conventions you want, I think is part of that. So I had uh, some family come over. My dad's birthday was this past weekend. Uh, he's an old man at this point. He's an old guy. And uh, my half-sister, Stephanie, came with her daughters, who are my nieces. And it's just been like a very fun family weekend. They're very like energized. They always want to go and do things constantly. So we're kind of like getting out, going places. We went to New Orleans today because my brother also came to visit and he flew out of New Orleans and his flight went off without a hitch. So if our listeners remember our last talk <laughs> last week about NAIC and, and, you know, my flight. Yeah, it's good news for him because his flight was easy. But yeah, oh, nice. uh, that's good. Families uh, on their way out and it was a great weekend, although it rained a lot. I don't know what the weather's like over there in sunny California. Dude, it's it's honestly just too good to be true. It's it's always nice. perfect. Like I don't understand it. There's no bugs. I don't even understand why there's no bugs. What? There's no bugs. Yeah, there's no bugs. There's no mosquitoes. There's no like fruit flies. I don't understand. Like I I don't get it. Like it's it's like you you can have your cake and eat it too. You know? Man, I uh I don't want to get too far ahead of us, but we do have a a Pokemon that reminds me of a mosquito that we will talk about here oh, in a little while, right? A little preview, but I, like, I don't want to jump like, too far. I like that setup. I like that setup. Well, you know what? Let's dive into it because we have a lot to cover, especially the what's the tea segment. We actually, we're, you know, if if you like your tea strong, we're going to have double the tea for you today. So you definitely want to stick around uh, to the end for that one. But uh, first up, we have, it's Pokemon Go's sixth anniversary today, which is the fifth, right? So I guess Pokemon Go came out July 5th, 2016. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so I have a question for all of our listeners. When did you pick up the game? Because once you load into your player profile, you have the date there. Uh, Caleb, I resisted about a week. I think you're about the same, right? Or did you start day one? Uh, I didn't start day one. I started day three. Yeah, I started it, or day four, I guess. I started it three days after on uh, July 8th. And I don't know, I might have mentioned this on the podcast like early on uh, with Psionic, but um, for me, when I was first told about the game, people were like, oh, are you playing Pokemon Go and stuff? Like, it's a big, hot new thing. I think I saw bits and pieces on the news and stuff. But I was like, dude, what? Like, Pokemon's like a kid's game. Like, I haven't played Pokemon since I was, like, in elementary school. You know, on the Game Boy Color on Silver. Like, well, why, why are a bunch of grown adults interested in Pokemon? <laughs> so, and, which is funny thinking about now because it's what I do for a living. But, um, <laughs> but, and then finally my friends convinced me, like, no, you got to give it a shot, man. Like, it's good. So I downloaded it. And I remember, I think, like, one of the first Pokemon I catch was either, I think it was a Zoo, it was either a Zubat or a Rattata, but it was yes. in my apartment, and that's all there was. 
And, you know, yeah. usually speaking, for any games really besides Pokemon Go, maybe some mobile games are like this, but for the most part, most video games, you don't just do one thing and then sit there and you have nothing to do, right? And as I was thinking, that's it? That's all there is? Like, where's the rest of Pokemon, right? I'm used to, like, playing Pokemon on the Game Boy and walking around to different cities in the game and catching stuff. And yeah. my friend's like, no, it's it's Pokemon Go. You have to go outside and catch. Like, you can't just sit at home and do this. I was like, what? I was like... Why would I want to walk around like hot Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia in the <laughs> summer, right? At the peak of humidity where mosquitoes are everywhere and everything. Like, why would I do this, yeah. right? For for just a video game, like for a simple video game. Um, yeah. But then the next day, uh, I was in walking distance of my gym. So I was walking to my gym the next morning. And I was like, whoa. Uh, and like a like an actual gym, not Pokemon gym, right? I was like, whoa. Was like, There's so many things on the way. I think it took me twice as long as it usually took me to get there. <laughs> I was just catching Pokemon along the way. And the entire, entire like next two hours while I'm in weightlifting practice, I'm sitting there just catching Pokemon every few minutes. And my like teammates mm -hmm. are like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, get off your phone. We're we're lifting." I was like, "Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a there's a Spiro here. I gotta catch. You know, like let's relax. Like I, uh -huh. I gotta catch them all, man." And then after that, <laughs> I was just hooked. There were some lulls in the game for the most part, right? Um, like yeah. like sometimes for like after like the first few months, like especially like towards the beginning of twenty seventeen, there wasn't as much to do, right? Yes. Um, or like even coming towards Halloween, there wasn't as much to do, even though Halloween's the first big event. Like there were just less people playing, but I never stopped. Um, and this is a little fun fact that I like one of my some of my friends are still shocked by. I've never, uh, especially once you know how they have the streak now, like daily catch and daily spin, right? But even before that, I never missed a catch or spin streak for a single day. And ever since they introduced that mechanic as well, I've never missed a catch streak, right? So I caught at least one Pokemon every single day that the game's been out since, since I've had my game. So since July, 7, uh, uh, July 8th, right, 2016. Yeah. And I've spun a Pokestopper gym every single day as well since then, except for one day during <gasps> COVID, like in 2020, during quarantine. I think I was like lazy. I just didn't walk outside that day. Like I literally just didn't go no. walk outside. Yeah, and I just completely forgot, right? So that's the one time I've I've only missed one I've only broken my streak once in my life and that's so that's why my catch streak and my spin streak are like one day apart, but that's that's oh, the only time man. I messed up yeah, which oh, I still man. feel proud about but you know it would have been nice if I was like had the flawless record, yeah no I mean still that's incredible like I, I don't know how many other people have that kind of run over the past you know I, I guess if the mechanic was introduced four years ago that's still super impressive like, <laughs> yeah. every single day before midnight you spend at least one stop I mean mm -hmm. that's like. That's insane. Yep. Um, dude, I had a very similar story. Like when Pokemon Go first came out, I remember going to, I was actually living in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where the University of Southern Mississippi campus was. And I remember going to campus with my brother because he was still in school and he would go to class and I'd like see a bunch of people just walking around with their phones out. And I was like, what the heck are these people doing? They look <laughs> dumb just holding their phones out. Like, what is this AR nonsense that they're trying to do? Like, this is never going to catch on. This is just a fad, right? Like, I feel like fads come in waves, you know, like if it's Harry Potter or if it's Twilight or whatever thing comes out, it just feels like this is the next thing for like three weeks and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, oh yeah, Pokemon Go, like seems okay. But I was like you, like we both stopped playing around the same generation and I just had not picked up a Pokemon game in so long. And I remember I, I resisted. I actually started on the 12th. So I resisted, you know, maybe a week or so before I picked up the game, downloaded it. I remember the first Pokemon that I caught was a Nidoran female. And it was in my roommate's bedroom, right? <laughs> because like, 
I was using the AR feature and I was like, I can't see it. You know, I'd like go around to his room and I was like, dude, there's a Pokemon in your room right now. Like <laughs> you got to catch it. And he's like, what the? he was like, what on earth are you talking about? Um, and then I remember going outside and it was similar, man, Southern Mississippi, uh, early July. It was later on in the evening, but it's still like so humid and sticky, you know, that Southern heat that just gets through your mm. clothes. And I remember walking outside on the street trying to catch stuff. And then I looked at my brother and he had also downloaded it. I was like, man, you want to go to campus? And uh, I remember walking around campus and uh, I met this guy who had like a hundred Zubat candy, right? And at this point, you're still talking to strangers, right? Like the world is in harmony at this at this point. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, how in the world did you get a hundred Zubat candy? Like I cannot catch these things. Because if you remember, they're like so far away Mm -hmm. uh, when you when you first started. It was like ridiculous. Um, but yeah, very similar story. It, it, I just never thought that I'd be one of my, you know, cl- one of my only close friends that's still playing the game to this day. And I want to plant this seed for next week. Cause I don't think we have time for it, uh, today, but speaking to like early gameplay, I remember uh, I had like a really, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, but it was kind of like a, an experience out of a horror movie for, uh, one night when I was defending a gym down the street. And it was like one of the spookiest things that I've ever experienced in my life, but it was, it only lasted like two minutes and then it was over. And I I don't want to like tell the story right now. We'll talk about it next week, but middle of the night, foggy night, defending a gym and something really like I was, I got chills. I was like terrified. What? Like, like, yeah, yeah. It's, I'll tell you the whole story. Like it's not, it's probably not what people expect. Is there a specific um, reason why you want to hold it until next week? No, I mean, we just have so much to talk about. Oh, okay, right? okay. So, All right, I respect so that. We'll just... You know, this is also a great teaser for next week, so tune in next week if you want to find out about the story. I got to make a note of it, though, uh, so that <laughs> so that I don't forget, too, because... Uh, yeah. Oh, we also forgot something from last week, but I'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, speedy okay, got... story. Uh, speedy, spooky story. Yeah, I, I know some people have had, like, real scary instances, right? Like, they're at a gym and somebody, like, tries to break into their car. It was nothing like that, right? Nothing like... Nobody was in actual danger, but it no, felt no, no. like you, you can't be telling people this. You need it. You need them to think that that might happen, so they can do okay, it. Okay. Uh, There's a yeah, chance I'm... that Speedy was in a dangerous encounter. Let's just put it that way. Maybe I was legit not. scared, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I was like really creeped out. Like if you if this would have happened to like eight year old or ten year old me, I wouldn't sleep for a week. I'd be like super terrified. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. But yeah. There anyways, <laughs> so. Right now, it's the sixth anniversary event, all spooky things aside. Um, there's actually one interesting thing about this event for the starter Pokemon. Now, a few of these, it's been a bit hard to get some special moves on them, but we might have a chance, right? Yeah, so it looks like during this event, uh, so the event's live from July 6th to July 12th. 12th. And I believe it starts at 10 a.m. probably local time yeah um mm-hmm. so for us we're recording this on the fifth but uh, by, by the time you hear this it might be the sixth for you all um but yeah so with the anniversary coming up and uh all featured uh starters um releasing pokemon go so far uh will be able to get their exclusive community day moves um so that's kind of wild i mean we're getting this info from go stadium uh who mm-hmm is partnered up with Niantic. So that is kind of big. I thought it was just like the the first generation, right? Squirtle, Pikachu, or Squirtle, Charmander, and like 
Bulbasaur, right, for their community moves. But it looks like you got Swampert, Meganium, Typhlosion, Blaziken, like everything. Samrots, Chestnut's not going to... Chestnut well, it's not gonna have a move, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, the ones it I have, yeah. The, yeah. It hasn't had the calm day yet, but it mm-hmm. will get one in the future, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um so, so why the reason this is crazy to me, to me is because since the last time these community day attacks were rolled out, uh specifically for Meganium and Typhlosion, uh we we got the shadows introduced, right? Mm-hmm. So you can now get the blast burn on shadow typhlosion. You can get frenzy plant on shadow meganium. I don't think there's been an event since those, those shadows were introduced. So it's like a great time to evolve those Pokemon and save on those elite charge TMs. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, it's, yeah, and I've, I've been quite the hoarder and I think I, I correct me if I'm mistaken. I'm not sure where I read this, but I'm pretty sure if you evolve, charmeleon into charizard you get both dragon breath and blast burn so that's that's pretty big because we haven't been able to do that for charizard in specific in the past you can do that stuff for like uh roserade and like wall rain during their community days but you've never been able to do that both moves for charizard so that's actually pretty big if that's the case yeah that's huge and and i think as well like it's it sets a precedent right because I know a lot of people are a little bit upset about starly community day next month Mm -hmm. uh and I feel like, yes, it's kind of a, not a great Pokemon for raids or PvP. However, it could get the Charizard treatment down the road. Maybe it does get like a different fast move. Maybe it gets Sky Attack as an extra charge attack if it gets like another community day in a couple of years or whatever. So I don't know. If, if you're a hoarder like like Caleb and I and you stash things for rainy days, maybe you should just keep a couple of Starlies because we could have another event like this where you can get double calm day moves in one fell swoop, which is pretty awesome. You know, that's a great point, too. And I, I think I was um, comparing, like, elite TMs with some of my friends the other day. We're just, like, sharing, like, oh, look at how many elite TMs I have. And I have 18 elite fast TMs and 16 elite charge TMs. And this is the thing. I haven't bought every box during community day either. So I haven't had the chance to get every single elite charge or fast TM so far. And I've spent plenty, too. I've made two legacy seekings one for great league one for ultra so that's three elite tms right there i think wow. i only spent two on one though because i had a legacy move already on on a saved and then i spent like three on a dugong right but i still have a bunch left because i just been because for me like I, I mean unless you really need a pokemon or you really want to use it i typically hold on to it like i have a i have a really solid ranked uh ultra league blastoise that i haven't made yet because I'm just yeah. like, I don't really need Blastoise right now in Ultra League, so I can hold on to it for this event, and maybe maybe there's certain Ultra League metas in the future that might be useful I could use it in, right? But it's not like a, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not like a ne- necessary Pokemon in Ultra League at the moment. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone could play how they want to, but I try to play conservatively in terms of spending my resources if possible uh, for that reason. See- same here, and I feel like uh, a lot of the a lot of our rosters are good because we've been playing since the game came out essentially. So we have like four to six years of built up resources. So it's kind of like the decision: like, do I want to build a rank one Ultra League Blastoise, or am I just going to use my you know rank sixty five or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because it basically wins most of the matchups, and because the Pokemon are so expensive to invest in, like 
getting that stardust is like the main bottleneck for me. That's why I don't upgrade a lot of my roster. I just kind of keep certain things. Like right now, we'll get into this as well. But right now, Caleb, I'm weighing spending 316,000 stardust on a trash wormadam because it's XL and I might need it for ADL. But I already have like a trash <laughs> worm that I've used before, right? Oh yeah, so you're just gonna use that for a while, right? Until yeah, okay. but I I was looking at some of the matchups on PV Poke, and like the XL makes a big difference. It does. So I'm I'm torn, man. Three hundred thousand does. What, what's for your stat right now? Uh, I'm at a uh, three and a half million. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> you you're Dude, fine. Come on. Dude, I'm at. <laughs> let me tell you this. I'm at thirty one thousand, and <laughs> like here's the thing, I like currently on my like immediate. I need to power up. Right for for the sake of like factions and team formats and everything, and I've included ADL because I don't want to look at that yet. But even though I should be, <laughs> I need to spend a little. I think about a one point two five million dust. I think wow. I need to get like about a million dust in like a week or so, like if I want to use what I want to use. Oh no, sorry, sorry, about like two weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so you like, got to get out there. Yeah, I probably should have played Lady Bus by Layer, but it, was, it wasn't a dust event, so it wasn't. We haven't had dust events in a hot second, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna definitely need to start doing some stuff. So, you know, mm -hmm, but um, I'm actually uh, uh this is kind of unrelated, but I actually had to return my rental soon because I've had it for so long, and the the guy I got in a car accident with his insurance company that's covering everything was like, yeah, your your rental time limit is starting to approach the uh. Like beyond Max. reasonable, yeah, beyond reasonable repair time for like the for the length you had your rental. I was like, well, I, I mean, what do you want me to do? I can't like like the the car shop's still waiting for the parts to arrive to fix my car. I was like, yeah, you just gotta return it. I was like, all right, Whoa. Uh, but it's only like five or six days. So and they're luckily the insurance company that I'm working with, they're shipping my car over from Texas all the way to California on their dime. So I was like, all right, wow. they're at least being okay. nice about it. Because I asked them, they're like. Can y'all do this? And they're like, this is unprecedented. Well, I'll have to ask my supervisor. So I'm thinking already. I'm like, all right, I, I got to ship it, I guess. Because there's no way I'm going to fly to Stanton, Texas, and then <laughs> drive the car again like another 20-something hours over. Like, I don't want to do that drive again. And, like, definitely no have the time for that. I also don't even know where the nearest airport is to Stanton, Texas. I might have to drive, like, three hours just to get to the nearest airport from there. But yeah uh, that's a great point i mean it just honestly yeah like what you said tell them to put it on a truck and just send it over exactly right? exactly and i was like you know what if i had to pay i'll pay for it but luckily they're covering that so um so i guess you know i will be exploring a lot of grind spots in la on foot there you go <laughs> so there you go but, I, i'm kind of uh i'm kind of weighing my options i i'm thinking about getting like a cheap motorcycle and playing go with that like putting my my gotcha, you know, my Go Plus on, uh -huh. and just driving around and trying to uh, catch Pokemon on a motorcycle. I don't know. Wait, wait, you don't have a car with you right now, or you do? <laughs> no, I don't right now. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Like, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking it might be cool oh, to so like, get a the, motorcycle. We're in the same boat. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah. Except you have three point yeah. five million dust, which I happily take off your hands. <laughs> like you should just make this warm okay. damn trash. I'll put it this way, right? <laughs> we could talk about ADL in a second because we're gonna cover that later. But yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing to think about is if you ever if you lose any ADL matches in the first few weeks before you make this investment, you're gonna be sitting there thinking the whole time, "What if this warm damn was XL? Would I have won or lost these?" <laughs> and <laughs> if you miss playoffs by like one or two wins or losses, then then you're gonna yeah. you're gonna think back on this day on. 
on July 5th, the sixth anniversary of Pogo during our podcast recording. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But then again, like ADL is so competitive. If I just get swept over and over, I'll be like, man, I spent all this dust and I could have just kept my crappy worm and dam. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can blame <laughs> me for that one, I guess. <laughs> no, uh, no sweeps. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of ADL too, some of my some of my opponents this week are already sending me they're they're double texting me. They're sending me the follow up message to like, hey, dude, did you see my message? Me too. I'm like, dude, it's day one. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, Blake. A, I haven't responded yet. <laughs> we're on a we're on a weekly rotation. We got two messages. I like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, before we get into all the ADL stuff, um, yeah. for those that don't know, it's a draft league. But um, for the rest of the event too, there's a lot going on this week. So we have we have the the big the big thing is getting the community moves from all the starting Pokemon, which is huge. Um, yes. I, I actually, fun fact, it, they're actually not. The Pokemon company actually doesn't like being uh, calling a starter uh, Pokemon. Uh, they actually prefer primary partner, I think, or first partner Pokemon. Oh, I think okay. that's what it's called. I mean, it's fine. They're not going to like. They're not going to sue us for saying this, but <laughs> just <laughs> it's just something, uh, something worth uh, noting. I yeah, I remember. I remember that was something that we heard when we we're casting too. So we, we there's yeah. there's not really a reason for us to say starters during a cast like a play Pokemon event anyway. But um but I think it's yeah. prime primary partner, I think is the official terminology. So or, for, or yeah. first partner. First partner. I think first partner Pokemon? I don't know. I need to double check this, but Yeah. There's like this whole different level of of like red tape when it comes to the Pokemon company because when you're managing the biggest IP in the world, obviously that you need to have strict rules. You can't let people abuse your IP. And mm-hmm. like, there's, there's a lot of very particular phrases that need to be used. So that's actually one that I didn't know, but it's good to know. So, you know, while we're on our official cast, we don't make any mistakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me see if I, I think, let's see here. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they didn't put this on but uh i i do remember reading it somewhere i think on pokemon go lives um a website mm. it, it the, the funny thing is even go stadium put starters so um oh gotcha but so you know it's not like well-known knowledge i think um yeah okay but yeah it's uh but yeah it's a it's a thing so if you're if you're big into the official terminology that's what it is. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I see it now. All right. Reading it directly from the Pokemon Go Live website. Ultra Unlock bonus, Blast from the Past. If you evolve the following first partner Pokemon during Ultra Whoa. Unlock. So first partner Pokemon okay. is the official terminology. Yeah. So, um, but it has everything, though, because it, it, it says here you get both the Dragon Breath, Fast Move, and Blast Burn Charge Move. So that's pretty cool uh, for Charmander. So, um. But anyway, yeah. so, uh, you know, important terminology for those that are the purists <laughs> on that. Uh, but we do have Charmander debuting with a party hat, I believe, and that could be shiny. But most importantly, you can evolve it into Charizard, which I know that's a frustrating point for a lot of people when they get, like, these great party hat or, like, different hat-type Pokemon, and you just can't evolve it. I think you have, like, a ton of really solid PvP Raichus that um that have hats on in their Pikachu forms and I cannot evolve them so <laughs> I can <laughs> I think I have I could run like a Raichu for like every holiday in PvP uh if it was able to be evolved but at the moment right you can't do that <laughs> um 
but that's all good. Uh, so that's that's going on until July twelfth. But on top of that, we mm-hmm. have a battle weekend. So that's July 9th to the tenth, uh, local time. So Saturday and Sunday, and this is big because you can use your charge TM to help Pokemon forget the move frustration on their shadow Pokemon. Always, always a fun time for people. Um, the good news is actually, even if we didn't have this event, for Starly Community Day, that won't matter because it's a fast move you're getting. It's Gus, right? So a frustration actually won't impact that one. But I'm glad that they have it also because it's just nice to have this so people can use a lot of things that they've been using. Especially uh, Shadow Lone Marowak. A lot of people probably start waiting for the frustration to get TM'd off of that one. Balloons appear every three hours. Always a good time. And then you can still save Shadow Latios, which uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it or not. Yeah. But um, I know <laughs> I don't think Butters has done his yet. Hopefully he figured out how to turn off the balloon because Giovanni was showing up at his door like every six hours for like weeks. <laughs> um, but uh, and this is a big one too. Up to 20 sets each day. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot of battles. But on top of that, you get four times the Stardust reward. So this is a good time to try to try to hit that legend if you haven't yet. Um, we need to ask. I'm gonna ask you about that progress too after this. But um, oh, and then we have uh, we have new Go Rocket grunts and their leaders will be using different Shadow Pokemon. Uh, I don't think we know all of them, but the Shadow leaders are using Shadow Geodude, Kanto Geodude, Shadow Shinx, and Shadow. Purloin. Is, per, is Purloin yeah. it's Purloin's already a shiny, right? I didn't realize that. Yeah, is Purloin. It? it has to be, right? If it's in the leader, it has to be shiny. I don't know. I I don't yeah, think I, I have one. That's um, a good point. I, I don't know that I've seen the shiny. Uh Purloin is interesting, right? Because it's a dark type that learns charm. Yeah. Uh excuse me, Lipard when it evolves. Yeah. I, oh. I don't think I have it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um Maybe it could be already shiny. I don't have one if it is. So. Well, cool fact. I have two hundos. Oh. For whatever reason. I don't know <laughs> if it'll ever be useful, but I have two hundos. Huh. Um, yeah, this battle weekend is really cool because it's kind of like, uh, you know, we have, we've had Go Battle Day probably two or three times per season. But this was like, <laughs> do you want Go Battle Day on Saturday or Sunday? And Niantic just said, yes so, <laughs> yeah <both. laughs> we have it both days that's 40 sets in two days which yeah. like you said is a huge for trying to gain elo i'm probably going to be going to be playing quite a bit because mm-hmm. i need to beat a certain content creator uh to legend this season so i will be grinding that out yeah. but um I, I i heard a rumor there's four times stardust rewards for battle wins so you claim your set and you get a stardust bonus it does not apply to that but if you win the single game the first game, you get that Stardust reward, which should be 4x. So I know we're going to have a lot of grinders, but also a lot of tankers, right? Who just claim the one win and then just tank one fours over and over. But however you want to get your dust, you know, maybe Caleb, if if, if you wouldn't mind, I mean, I know you need dust. You could just tank down your yeah, load like 2300. All, you know? all I heard is you said you get more when you win. So you can, you can best bet that I'll be winning too. I need that dust. Uh, I need to hit yeah. legend. I need to win some bets. You know, well, you know what would be worse if I what? lose this bet and I had to spend the little dust I have making an Ultra League <laughs> fortress. I, that's like that's like the worst situation I can imagine myself in. Is I'm ready low on dust and now I have to commit to investing in a fortress <laughs> for Ultra League. So I yeah. mean, I will. No man, <laughs> I will. Uh, you know. But hey, this is more reason for you to make that uh, XL Warm Dam. You know, you got more dust incoming. So, 
Yeah, that's actually a great point. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to gain it all back. Um, but, maybe maybe I should check the schedule before I keep saying this because if we're battling soon, then maybe maybe I should just advise you to hold out to your dust. You know, <laughs> so, I don't think we're battling week one, but maybe week two or week three. I don't. Oh, know. okay, I got you. I um, got you. But I think this event really shows that the shadows are tied closely to PvP because they're tying in the frustration uh, event into the mm -hmm. Go Battle weekend. But then again, like if you look at some of the damage calculations uh, for raid Pokemon, some of the shadows are better than legendary Pokemon. Uh, for example, like Shadow Tyranitar is really, really good with you know stab, bite, and crunch mm -hmm. uh, in raids. And I have like a level. I have a level 40 Shadow T-Tart that I do use for like Mewtwo raids and such. Really, really fun. Um, but I think, again, this just ties it closer to PvP. But I got to say, Caleb, Geodude, Shinx, Purloin, those shadows, like, that that has me on snooze mode right now. Like, yeah. I might sleep through Go Battle Weekend because those shadows are kind of weak. No, I don't disagree with you there. I think there is some, like, weird, like, legacy Graveler moveset, I think. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, that that you can't even TM it, unfortunately. It was like one of those, I think it was one of those movesets where like you just can't learn like Bold Seed Lilip, I think. I think yeah, Graveler so might have been one of those. But that would right. be cool if you have if you could TM that, but unfortunately you can't. So it's it's actually quite uh it's not as good, I guess, at the moment. Yeah. So I'll let our, our listeners fill it in. I actually know what the fast move is that it should learn, but I'll let our listeners fill in what move Kanto Graveler can no longer learn. Unless it's super duper legacy, like from 2016, 2017. Oh, you don't want me to say it? I don't know. Should should we say it? Uh, maybe we should just give the give them this. One. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. know. I just googled it. So, okay. <laughs> it's it's mud shot. So, um, yeah. so if you had mud shot on that graveler, that could be really nice. But the unfortunate part is, even if you're one of the lucky few that has a mud shot graveler from whatever time they had it, where you now came elite TM it. You still can't teach it to shadow Geodude, so you kind of shout out That's luck, true. right? So, um, but who knows? You know, I'm sure. Here's the thing: you, you, there's there's creative people out there. And I'm sure there might be someone trying to make a shadow Shinks work and stuff. But um, you know, I can see that coming in hand. But you know, again, like, mm. do you want to spend the lithium to teach it psychic things, or maybe just hold right. off until December? So, I probably would hold off until yeah. December. I do love my cats too, but I think Purloin's pretty useless at the moment. So, um, <laughs> I, I think I hear them right now. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they took um, offense to that. <laughs> oh man! So a couple more things about the event because I know we have like a lot of other topics. I want to jump in and say uh, Panseer will be available in one star raid battles, mm -hmm. and it says it will be available globally as well. So I, I assume that means wild spawns. Um, it looks like there's event exclusive time research for Rotom Wash. Now, last time Rotom came around, Kayla, you're going to think I'm so stupid. Last time it came around, I thought you could only get one. So I didn't do all of my snapshots for Rotom. <laughs> so you're so missing I a few have, Rotoms. <laughs> dude, I only have one Rotom and it's awful. So I'm doing that research this time. Uh, I will say, I remember how, how Stark losing to Marto and um, it was like, kind of like a sub subs battle. It was like my friends versus uh, uh, Gornhiov's friends and um, and Marto beats House Stark with a Rotom Wash in Great League. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! So yeah, it was and and House Stark was using straight meta too. So um, so yeah, I think he used like a Rotom Wash with a Vigoroth and something weird. I wouldn't recommend it, but it could be interesting. I think there's one cup that some people were using in. 
was it the Sinnoh Cup? I think it might have oh, been Sinnoh yeah, Cup. It was been. it was GPL, yeah. That it yeah. was like it didn't look terrible, in, to be fair. But a uh, Pantsier is also being released in uh in their shiny variant too. So Pantsier is a regional, but because they are also around um, in the event research and you said, wait, they're spawning in what other capacity? Oh, they're in the wild too, yeah. Um, They're in the wild and raids. That's a nice chance for those that don't have Pantsier as a regional to to catch a shiny version. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Cool for us because we don't have it in our local spawn area, so. Yeah, exactly right. There are a couple other spawns I think people might want to grind for XL Candy. I think uh, Machop might be a good one if you want to level 50 Machamp for raids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venipede is an interesting one. Caleb, I don't know if you've looked at like XL Scolipede in Ultra League. But oh, that could be I have fun. not, but I should. Yeah, Maybe that's my punishment like next next season if I lose a bet. <laughs> <to run that. laughs> Scolipede has one of the coolest designs, but it is not great in a lot of matchups. Yeah, I mean, it's a big fan favorite in Love Cup, though. I will say that. That's I've seen that's true. quite a few Scolipedes there. But um, yeah, it could be interesting. I mean, you got you got Chespin, uh, Fennekin, and Froki spawning in the wild. None of these have had community days yet. But you can bet that they definitely will in the future. So start collecting some, having some good solid rank ones or PvP or Hundos, and you'll be well set up for the future. And Baneri as well, which seems like it's kind of useless, but having a good one to evolve for low punny, for mega low punny is nice. Cause with the new mega evolve system, you now get like extra uh, you know, bonuses, right? And I'm actually kind of bummed that I didn't raid more low punny. I don't know if you raided any. But I'm at like 170, or like I think I'm at 170 mega candies for low punny, and I can't, I can't mega evolve it, and they they're not spawning in raids, so I can't ever get like the bonus for the mega for the low punny yet, and I kind of oh, want it man. just because it's it's got the fighting subtyping in the mega yeah. form, and if you're trying to grind fighting Pokemon, that's really helpful too. So um, I don't think any of the other megas have a fighting bonus at the moment yet, so. Yeah, I think you're right. I actually did not raid any of the Mega Low Punny either, but that fighting subtyping, it's not one of the the more popular Megas, so I think a lot of people probably overlook it. Yeah. But, for example, if you look forward to Fighting Cup with Throw being one of the only fighting-type Pokemon that can learn Zen Headbutt, which totally fries Toxicroak. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get extra Throw candy if you you know catch those in the wild, as well as like the Hitmon family, whether it's Hitmon Top, Hitmon Chan, Hitmon Lee, all those Pokemon share the same candy, mm-hmm. same base candy. So if you catch those, your your XLs apply to all all three of those species, and the extra candies are also really good if you want to build up, you know, level level, you know, whatever, uh, Hitmontop, uh, or if you want to make Hitmonchan, or if Hitmonlee gets a a move buff in season twelve, <laughs> I don't know, low kick buff. You never know. Um, you never know. Yeah, all three of those need XLs for Ultra League, so you're you're absolutely right there. And I think maybe. Is there a chance that Tyrogue has some play as a level 50? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to check it, actually. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so definitely good. Uh, I mean, the the at the moment, to my knowledge, especially if it's a maxed out level on Megas, right, Uh, for, like, the Mega bonus, the amount of XLs you get is pretty wild if you have it evolved for that typing. And I yeah. don't, but I'm just hearing from some friends that are big grinders and stuff for the game, and... 
they're like this bonus is kind of unreal <laughs> and hopefully they don't hopefully Niantic does not nerf it <laughs> until until I at least get a taste of that but so I've been I because we're speaking about this right now I just open up my game I'm just evolving all my megas because I keep forgetting you know because you have like that like like seven <laughs> or five it, day cooldown cool or whatever yeah and I mean you could technically do more more frequently and some of them I might just do it because I have like 2000 plus Deidre Mega Candy. I don't know what I'm going to use with all of them, you know, but it's free. It's free every seven to five to three days, depending on what your level is for the mega increase. Yeah. So, um, definitely yes. something you should just like just remember to do every so often, just so that when you have those events where they are spawning everywhere, it's nice. Because I, I evolved uh, Gyarados for the uh, Dino Community. Right? Yeah. Did you tell Butter? Maybe you should have told Butter to evolve your Gyarados too, because <laughs> you might. Oh have. man, yeah, yeah. I don't think I did. I think yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but, but for those of you that don't want to forget, uh, next calm day, of course, Starly. It's a normal flying type Pokemon. Yeah, so okay. Megas that are applicable, like Mega Charizard Y, Mega Pidgeot is the most obvious because it has both shared typings. Mm -hmm. uh, Mega Kangaskhan is a normal as well, and then it looks like. Uh, Mega Lopunny again mm -hmm. is one of the only other normals, and then Mega Aerodactyl as a as a flyer. Yeah. So, you know, if if you want it, that's the thing, right? It's about working smarter, not harder. So if you just evolve your Mega now, and that cooldown rolls around to Starly Day, you can Mega evolve your Pokemon. You can catch a few less Starlies and not feel guilty because you're getting even more candies for it. So if you don't want to go out and play Starly Day because you know kind of you know it's not great pvp you can overlook it you don't have to feel guilty just mega evolve all right <laughs> right and and honestly if you want to work harder you can work harder and still reap more benefits if you're going to work harder you know if you want to catch every yeah. single starly you see that day might as well what are you going to do with a thousand xl candies for starly i don't know but we never know <laughs> maybe they drop level 60 one day you need to convert 100 xls into a double xl candy you know and then they're Five years later, you're like, wow, you know, Speedy's chief, he, he set me up good for this moment in time, you know? So, I mean, I think as from a PvP perspective, when we see all these, like, XL candy bonuses for community days, sometimes you're like, what am I going to do with all these XL Alolan Geodude candies, you know? I mean, I yeah. guess you could, I mean, you could use XL Alolan Geodude, I guess. Maybe that's not the best example, but maybe, like... I was gonna say hop it, but even that you can you can XL the skip loop. <laughs> Whatever, something starly, right? What am I gonna do with all it's these true. XL candies, right? Uh, or, or beware, yeah. beware is another good one because level fifty beware is not that useful. But you never know; it could be helpful. So it's always good. Just get you get also extra regular candies too. So it's just a nice bonus yeah. to have, and um, you always gotta prepare for the future. But um, exactly. Pokemon Go is a resource management game first. That's the way I think of it. So if you're going to go and collect resources, you want to set yourself up uh, in the future. I think of it as like candy security, right? Like I never want to get to ADL or GBL or whatever it might be. I never want to arrive at a cup and say, man, I'm, you know, 100 candies short from building my, from double moving my Tapu Fini or double moving my Dragology. Like I can't mm -hmm. play this Pokemon because I don't have the resources. Whereas if you just go out and catch a few more, you know, Mega Evolve, you can get all those resources pretty quickly. That's true. I know, I know some people that are like that though. Uh, yeah. You know, one of my teammates, Ramberto, great battler, <laughs> but the man does not have a lot of catches and he's always struggling. He's like, Oh shoot! I need to go raid a bunch now, and he like rarely raids. And we're like, for what? He's like, well, I gotta, I gotta double move this mana buzz. <laughs> and I was like, you haven't hatched like a bunch. Like you get more candies when you hatch too than you catch. Like you don't have 
Mandibuzz King? He's like, no, I've hatched like two. <laughs> like what? Oh <laughs> so, so you don't want to be you. Ramberto's a very respectable battler, and you want to be like him in many regards, but not in his grinding tendencies. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Ramberto, if you're hearing this, but it's the truth, and you know it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there are other battlers, right? Like Wholesome Underscore. His his primary source of Stardust income is Go Battle League, right? So, like, yeah, that's true. There's people like that too. I think your teammate Rise is like that as well. I think I've yes. um, I'm friends with him. I'll, I'll look at. I think I once I looked at Rise's total catches, and I checked it again like after weekend. I think it went up by like three. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> whoa! I was like, are these just GBL encounters? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, probably, probably so. Yeah. Um, Adib Khan's another one of those guys too he's a very talented battler but um, dude he doesn't even raid he was uh, we were yeah. hanging out once with myself him Palmer's up and Steve from Australia Steve was visiting us from Australia and we are getting lunch together and he wanted to have a Tapu Fini to swap with Palmer's up to try to, to, try to get one under 1500 but he didn't have one and th <sighs> there was like a raid nearby but he had a remote raid into it he didn't really feel like spending the ro remote raid pass so he's like, let me just keep, let me just win a few battles in GPO and I'll probably get it. And he wins. And I'm like, and he's like, all right, let's see what this encounter is. And it wasn't a legendary. I look, I was like, wait, what rank are you? He's like, I'm rank 12. I was like, dude, you know, you don't get legendary encounters until rank 20, right? He's like, what? I was like, what a scam. Like, this is not going to work then. I was like, yeah, no kidding. It's not going to work. You barely even played GPO. And it was like, it was the interlude season, but we're almost done with the interlude season. So this man's not yeah. even, he's not even GBLing. <laughs> so. Anyway, my yeah, apologies to everyone like, we called out here, but it's you know I was, so I was gonna this, say, this like, is your, this no, is your intervention segment that you didn't ask for, right? Like like no disrespect to anyone who plays the game differently and they don't catch a lot of Pokemon. It just shows like the barrier to entry for a lot of things is pretty high. So when you have events like this where you can get these calm day moves, you can get these spawns that don't show up very often. It's probably a good idea to go out. Mega evolve and try to catch them because you know you don't want to get even further behind like Ramberto or like Adib or like Rise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we know that we're just preaching to the choir because any dedicated Battlecast listener is out there grinding and playing efficiently and effectively. That's my guess. So, so no one here listening can be possibly insulted unless Adib or Rise or Berto's tuning in for this one. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, man, I heard of the podcast. Like, I got to talk to you. Yeah, go at me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, at me on Twitter. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Public forum. Exactly. Yeah, best public forum there is. Anyway, that's a little precursor to later. Um, so we had, uh, speaking of different events too, we had a really awesome stream this past weekend. Uh, it was a We Won't Stop stream, um, and it was hosted by a lot of awesome uh, women in the community uh, for PvP, and uh, a lot of other organizers were helping out, and a lot of sponsors too. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So uh, this was essentially organized around the uh, Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. I know this is a very divisive uh, kind of topic in the country, and I know a lot of listeners might just you know turn off the show at this point, but. You know, I, I think it's important to realize that we all have this shared interest of Pokemon Go. We all kind of have this mutual thread that you can pull that connects us all with Pokemon Go. But there are also other things outside of the game that are super important. And I feel like uh, rights to bodily autonomy are very overlooked and maybe not as well appreciated, especially if it doesn't directly affect you. So 
this was a really big moment for our community to come together and support uh, females who want uh, autonomy over their bodies and want to make their own decisions. Whether or not we think that's right or wrong, you know, it's their life, it's their decision. And we were able to raise over $20,000 for Planned Parenthood, which obviously Planned Parenthood does a lot of different things. It doesn't just do things related to uh, abortion or Roe v. Wade. It does a lot of things for the, for communities. And I think it just really shows the ability of our Pokemon Go community to kind of pull on other similar threads and say, hey, we care about Ukraine. Hey, we want to raise money for cancer. Hey, we want to raise money for Planned Parenthood. And we are able to do that in a cohesive and organized way. And I, I haven't seen that in a lot of other communities either, but it's because we all, you know, we care about each other and whether or not we uh, have the same beliefs, we respect each other enough to uh, allow us to have our own voices, which I think is super important. Yeah, I think you worded it really well there too. I mean, regardless of how you may feel on the topic, like you have to recognize how incredible it is to get the this much raised for a cause too in just over the course of a sh like less than a week, you know, and they're still raising more too. Uh, so yeah. really big props to the organizers, to everyone involved, to the casters, our f fellow co-casters as well. Gabby Snyder was involved in it, which is awesome because she like just met the community about a week ago, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you know, she she was like tweeting and like doing stuff, you know, and streaming Go Bad League, but really, you know, getting immersed in community was like last 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 weekend at um at Columbus at NAIC, and the fact that she even helped with the event too when they reached out to her was awesome to see and see her coast uh, co cast with other people too, um, which is really cool. So yeah, I was able yeah. to tune into the stream. For a portion, unfortunately, I couldn't participate in the actual tournament just because um, I had mm -hmm. to meet up with a family friend uh, for lunch that day. But um, but yeah, I tuned mm -hmm. in. It was it was really cool too. Um, so yeah. yeah, what a great event. Um, so big props to everyone involved in that. And uh, yeah, I think Pokemon Go. I've always said this too, and I I mean it too. That I think is one of the best communities I've ever been a part of, even outside of gaming, right? Because of how supportive everyone is and um you know we we make it more than just a game which i think that's mm -hmm. the beauty of it because nothing is exists in silos right like no one just sits there and plays pokemon go and that's their life like there's other things that happen in their life in the, in the outside world that affects them and yeah. whether this issue affects you or not maybe down the road there's an there's an issue like like for example like we've raced did a lot of streams for cancer research and stuff too right and like Maybe that will affect you one day, and you know, or when that day comes, like the community, you know, has your back and is helping raise funds for those research opportunities and all that stuff too, and awareness things. So, um, yeah, it was it was great. It was incredible to see. Uh, very very impressed by everyone that helped out with it, and a big shout out to everyone that you know stopped by the stream and donated and everything like that too. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. No, it's tremendous. It, uh, again, it just shows our ability to organize. And this is bigger than a raid train, right? This is actually people putting their their money, which essentially is their time, effort, skills, and energy that they've converted into money and putting all of that just into a cause that they believe in. So I think you said it beautifully, right? Like this might not be the cause that you support, but we respect each other enough to allow mm -hmm. us to have our own voices and opinions. But maybe there's another cause down the road and we can kind of source from this this collective uh 
you know, belief, this collective investment that we have in Pokemon, and we can kind of bring people together in ways that impact more than just the game, right? Mm -hmm. But outside of that, you know, there are tremendous events coming up, and I'm sure that we'll talk about them when they come. But in the game, we are in the midst of Go Battle League Season 11. Caleb. How is that Elo looking? <laughs> yeah, but before before we move into this, I, I did I did forget okay. to mention I uh, I don't I'm not sure if you mentioned or not too, but uh, also a very big shout out to Enhoff, who uh, I believe oh, is yes. one of the f uh, first people that started organizing this, or maybe was the person that created this idea. Uh, but it was hosted on her stream as well, and she did a lot of organizing organizing and stuff. So definitely tune into her streams as well too, because she's always doing a lot of great work, and uh, it was really cool to see her you know have a huge part in putting out that production too um because i was like i was like wait i shout out gabby but like you know and she, she did it great too but she was just one of many casters right there's so many others yeah that are involved there too so um big shout out especially to end off there um but yes the elo uh okay i guess i'm going first here i didn't really move much in fact i dropped a little Same. Bit. Dude, I didn't oh, oh good 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 all. okay twenty five fifty six is my elo right now what about you i'm at twenty five ninety. So, oh, okay. All right. Because you were at 2570 something last week. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. All big right. gains over here, man. Okay. Huge all right. gains. All right. All right. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. Just playing more doesn't necessarily mean you win more, right? <laughs> I, le I learned that <laughs> myself, too. You know, it's funny. So, we have our bet going on, but I have a bet going on with my friend Palmer's up as well. Also, my teammate. Oh, nice. Uh, known him for quite a while. And he doesn't really GBL much. He's hit Legend a couple times in the past, right? Or ranked 10 as well. Uh, before those legend but here's the thing he always does it to my knowledge like when there's like a week or two left of the season but wow. the, the, but the thing is like yeah like oh you know just finishing time right but at the same time too the average elo and matchmaking rating or whatever mmr is way higher you know like people are in yes. the 3500 range and blah 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 like everyone's so a lot yes. not everyone but a lot of people are 3000 and it's not to diminish anyone that may hit legend at the very end but what What's that to say is Palmer's up, my friend, has not tasted true legend grind in the middle season, <laughs> right? Middle to like early in the season, right? That's yeah. where it's really tough. Not to say that's easy later, but it's really tough to be one of the first or even like in the fat halfway point. And I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not even saying like I'm, I'm you know, too good for that kind of stuff. I'm always hitting early because here I am still in the 2500s as well. But, but what I'm saying is I don't. I was like, I think he doesn't realize what he signed up for in this bet. But if you listen to the bet guidelines here, I think you might agree. Well, I won't say anything. You could tell me which you think is the worst, like punishment, right? Okay. Uh, of, of, or of the or consequences, I should say. If I win, he has to. Uh, my friend Palmer's up has to play Master League for an entire days of sets, so twenty five or uh, so five sets, right? Uh, for twenty five okay. battles. Uh, oh no, sorry, no, no, for an entire week. So from the oh, beginning no, of a rotation we... to the end of the rotation, right? Every and has to do every single battle every single day, right? So it has to do all five sets, and has to master league. But he he doesn't have level fifties, and he's not mm. going to have level fifties because he's still level forty, which means oh, that he's no. not powered up a single legendary, right? Because oh, okay. he's actually not powered up. That's why he doesn't. He hasn't made any single legendary Pokemon, but he has to use three legendary and or mythicals, um, in his lineup. And has to play entire week of sets uh, whenever the next time we have Master League Classic comes back. So level 40 Master League, right? With legendaries and stuff. Uh, okay. We don't have that in this current rotation. And I don't know if we will or won't. So don't quote me on it. I'm not like 
oh, Niantic told me behind the scenes. Like, no, I don't know, right? But uh, my guess is that one day, whether it's next season or next next season, whatever, we're probably have Master League Classic again. And when that day comes, when that is in rotation, he has to do a full week of that. But, oh, I, but here's the problem. It's not as bad as I thought because he wants to stay low 40. He, he has some like weird pride and joy in just being low 40 and doesn't want to go any further. I don't know why. <laughs> Right, okay. it's like a it's like a weird flex, you know. It's like like my flex is I haven't missed a single catch in six years, right? In roughly six yeah. years, his like his flex would be like I haven't caught a Pokemon every single day. Like I've 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 caught like every week, not catching like five five days of the week, not catching Pokemon kind of thing. But anyway, so gotcha. his flex is he's going to stay low forty. So that means that he can't power up a single legendary because that's the one thing that's holding him back from going to low forty one. But so I was like, okay, this is good. But what I failed to realize is, and, and my, my stipulation is his Pokemon has to be level 40, right? They can't just be like on like level 20. And he can't like top left. He can't quit out battles. He has to play them all out, right? I try to think of all the loopholes you might think of. But what I failed to realize <laughs> is that he actually has three legendary Pokemon to 40 already, which I didn't no! realize. Yeah. So one of them is a Groudon, usable. Okay. The second yeah. one was, I'm trying to think here. Palkia? It, no, no, definitely not Palkia. I don't even know if he has any Palkia, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. It's some legendary Pokemon. It's something usable. It wasn't a Mewtwo. It was something in the early days. It wasn't one of the birds either. Uh, it was... Hmm. I don't know. So it, it was... Yeah, so he had... Maybe it was a Lugia? It could be a Lugia. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, so he has he has Groudon. Maybe it was just a Kyogre. I just remember that like both of them were pretty usable. It's possible okay. it, it, it might be it might be even a Dialga, actually, now that I think about it. But anyway, one of those. And the third Pokemon is a Rayquaza. <laughs> oh, that's a big handicap. Because okay, he made the Rayquaza to do raids back in the day. You know, so to to like have another raid counter because he actually used to grind back in the day when there's there wasn't PvP. When PvP came out, he stopped grinding, right? Uh, yeah. Like he stopped powering up anything for legendaries. But back in the day, like that was, I mean, it still is the best dragon attacker, um, outside of maybe like a mega dragon, right? Um, True. Well, that'd just be Latios or Latios. But um, so so he has all those three. So it's not really that big of a hit, I think, because he doesn't mind tanking. I don't think he minds. I mean, it'll be great content seeing him do, like, Rayquaza and stuff. Maybe I'll even <laughs> ask him to, like, hop on my stream to share a screen so we can laugh at him doing it. But yeah. at a certain point, like, the joke's going to be, this is not going to be, it's going to stop being funny after day two, and he has, like, five days left <laughs> of doing all this. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, anyway. So that's his thing. There's no way he's going to power up another legendary. He has 100% ho And I've been, I've been waiting for 100% ho that he got from a raid back in, like, 2018, whenever they first dropped. And yeah. I know Speedy knows it because I did a luck, lucky trade with him recently. But yes. I'm at currently 58. 58 Ugh. lucky trades for Ho-Ohs. And not a single of them was a hundo. Speedy actually gave me a 98% 14 attack. And I have a... a but, dude, I, I, huh? but what was the caveat? What was the caveat on that? Did, uh, didn't you oh, oh, yes. have a 98? <laughs> no, no, no. Not only was it that, I literally got another 98% ho with 14 attack literally like two minutes before I traded with Speedy. It was the most recent thing in my journal, and it was my trade with Valor Ash because he was also, we were just doing, you know, special trades and stuff over the weekend in Columbus, and, you know, I was lucky with both of them, and yeah. literally got back to back 14 attack, 98% hoes. <laughs> 
Oh my god. The thing is, like, I, I've actually I think I even have hoes that are ninety eight percent with like fifteen attack. But at this point I'm just so deep into it, I just wanna get my perfect <laughs> ho. Yeah. I you're always gonna look at the CP, right? And if it doesn't have the Hundo CP, it's yep. like, oh man. Yep. And I knew it because so I remember when I saw it, I was like, This looks oddly familiar. And I was like, Oh right, I just oh, saw the no. same CP like two seconds ago. Um oh, but anyway, so yeah. that's that's his punishment. My punishment is I have to stream a full day of sets on stream. Um, and it's not a go bow day. It's just like a regular like five days, right? Like five sets. I, I, I had to clarify because I don't want to be there all day doing this. And I had sure. to do this while wearing, with a face cam, while wearing a Nurse Joy outfit. I'm pretty sure one of these punishments is a little worse than the other one. I could be wrong. I yeah. could be wrong. Um, As dang, a, okay. And this is Palmer's up who doesn't really even care about hitting Legend. So if he tanks a bunch during Master League Classic two or three seasons later, I don't think it's going to phase him much. Yeah, true. Oh, man, that's that's tough, right? Because like you're more public-facing. You would have to do it on stream, whereas he's known for not revealing his face, and the most he might show is his phone screen, right? So his shame is like his alone, but for you, <laughs> people will see you in the Nurse Joy outfit. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you better win, man. <laughs> yeah. I guess the good news for you is there's a chance that I still lose to you, but also beat him, right? So yeah, there you go. You know, but I'm I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. So I just gotta beat both of you. I think <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's the true goal well, here. Well, the ELO analogy, I think of it this way, right? Like, let's say like every battler is in a stable at a racetrack and they're just like waiting to go a stable like their horses, right? Let's say you're just at the starting line, right? Every good battler is there. Uh, trainers like Polly, like they'll start the race, you know, the season starts, the gun fires, you start the race and people like Arrow, dude, Arrow is sprinting with everything in his body. He's like, gotta get to legend first. I gotta get there. He's like chugging Dr. Peppers. He's like mm -hmm. screaming and hollering, you know, go bears, go Baylor. And like, I gotta get to legend. <laughs> right. And then you have, <laughs> you have people like, you know, you yourself or myself, and we're kind of like, playing around with spice we're trying to figure out what works you know maybe we have like good days and bad days and we're just kind of jogging along and then you have people like polymers who comes out of that that starting pose and he just starts walking he's like yeah you know i'll do like two battles today i'll do a set tomorrow and then at the end of the race right where we're all like we're getting gatorade you know we're just like hanging out or congratulating whoever won the race polymers is like sprinting He's like, oh man, it's almost the cutoff time. They're going to close down the, the stadium. I got to get there. <laughs> He's like sprinting to the finish line for legend, right? So <laughs> we all have our, our different approaches. And uh, yeah, it's a funny vis visualization, right? To think of it that way. Oh, definitely. I mean, Palmer's is almost like, He's not going to make it. And then he hitchhikes a ride with like a, a rocket ship <laughs> flying by. And he's like, hey, can I get a ride there too? And I'm like, all right, sure, why not? There's no one else left in the race, so might as well pick you up. And <laughs> there he goes. There go. <laughs> but this time around, he's trying, you know? And I, we, I was playing Pokemon Unite with some friends last night. And Palmer's was, he was just in the voice call, but just, he was watching while playing GBL. And he was just like, oh, he was like, sign. I was like, it's that bad, huh? Like, how's the climb going? He's like, dude. He's like, and it was like almost like, 3 a.m. at his time at this point because so he started the sets right at midnight right and he was like yeah. ah, he's like i'm um i'm only up three elo on the entire day <laughs> you know one of those times where like yeah. you're not doing well so you just keep playing keep playing and all of a sudden you click the button and it's just like you're out of sets for today and it's like 2 30 yes. in the morning and you're like well there goes that at least i'm free for the next 20 something hours right 
but um but that was one of those days for him i was like that's fine i dropped today so (laughs) i can't even say i got up to like 2600 and then i i tanked a little bit but i've been using shadow shiny metamoth so you know i've been trying to have fun with very nice yeah yeah yeah. i was i was trying to use shadow magneton and canto cup dude i I got rolled by shadow magneton it was like a a magnet bomb took out like a third of my lickitung's health i was like what is going on i was worried about the the time man i was worried about zapkin the whole time but even the (laughs) magnet bomb did a lot i was like what i've been on the zapkin inside of things i i nuked a uh I nuked something. I think I nuked. I nuked a fully healthy hip, hypno. I can't even say it because oh, it's so impressive. Yeah, I just that's pretty impressive. destroyed a hypno with zap cannon one yeah, shot. That is pretty impressive. I um, I feel like my nukes with Venomoth are just like coincidental. They don't know what's going on. But someone led Shadow Hypno into my Lickitung, and I they safe swapped the Nidal Queen. I come in with Ooh. my Venomoth confusion all the way down shield of Earth Power. Throw a bug buzz, one shots the hypno before a single confusion even goes through, and then they have a shadow machamp in the back. Oh no! <laughs> Trust me, they didn't see anything else besides the shadow venom off that entire battle. So I made that into like a little TikTok video and clip on my YouTube. But yeah, it don't always end up like that, unfortunately. But there's definitely been a few times where I was dropping uh bug buzzes and one shotting some things. But yeah, even poison so- fan alone is pretty good. But yeah, so you're running Bug Buzz, Poison Fang. You're not running Silverwind, right? Yeah, Silverwind's so bad now. So ever since they nerfed yeah. it, for those that are yeah. like OG PvPers, you know this, but they nerfed uh, even like early Go Bally Go League days. It was like season one or two of Go Bally League. I think they nerfed yeah. Silverwind, Ancient Power, maybe Ominous Wind as well. Yeah, Ominous Wind as well. They nerfed the damage on all three of these moves because everyone's complaining about how strong they are when they double boost, when they boost with two stages. The problem is that stage boost is still there. It's just that the damage is worse. So, and I guess in some regards, it's fine they did this because now you don't have Giratina's running Ancient Power. Because back in the day, Giratina versus Registeel, you're just throwing Ancient Powers anyway. You're just hoping for the boost. You're like, yes. you know, I'm just trying to fish for a boost. I know this is not effective. Once you get the boost, you're good. But I guess yes. like once they nerfed it, you know, fishing for a boost just makes a lot of sense because you're doing so little damage. But, and that's fine as a balance to Giratina. But the problem is they end up hurting things like Relicant that learned Ancient Power. And that was a really good, fun Pokemon to use. It was able to beat Azumarill back before Azumarill sort of excelled. I don't know if it still can or not. But back then, you could beat Azumarill just going straight Ancient Power with it. Uh, Silver went up. Venomoth was really good. Yeah. You had um, Ominous Wind, I think. It was okay. I I think like I think it's a legacy move on Golbat. I don't know. Ominous Wind. Oh, it, it was also solid on... Um, I think Drifblim. A spirit tomb. Yeah, spirit tomb. That's a spicy one. But I think even Drifblim learned it too, to my knowledge. Oh, yeah. So it was like a great bait move as well with Drifblim because um, it still did a good chunk of damage. You just run like double ghost or triple ghost moves on it. But, you know, yeah. they nerfed all those things. So now, like, unfortunately, that's the unfortunate part about some of these nerfs when it just hits moves instead of Pokemon because then yes. it just cascades down. But anyway, long story short is Silverwind is 45 damage for 45 energy. Bug Buzz, I think it's 110 damage for 60 energy. So wow. it's more yeah. energy to throw even two Silver Winds, and you still do less damage. So I end up <laughs> was like, nah, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go Bug Buzz because I think Silver Wind wouldn't even one shot a Hypno there, but um, Bug Buzz would. So um, yeah, because all my patrons right. ask about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, a boost to Shadow Venomoth is great, but like that's so unlikely. So my Shadow Venomoth hits clean 1500 shiny and Shadow. 
it's oh, rank nice. is like in the two thousands. It's like ranked <laughs> so low that most like rank checkers don't even like show it. <laughs> like yeah. it's that bad. It's like a like twelve attack, zero defense, and like five like stamina or something. It's so bad. No, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Like if if anyone okay for everyone that's listening if if anyone ever questions your ivs right they're like oh my god this is a rank 3000 venomoth right you don't you don't feel ashamed right you don't feel anything about it you just say it's attack weighted man (laughs) right that's your ticket out of that conversation i just tell them i'm like you know what you're right and i still beat people with it so how do you think they feel (laughs) listening to a rank 2000 something shadow venomoth but uh anyway that's, so it's fun it's yeah. fun it's great and it's also really bad sometimes <laughs> it's really good sometimes and it's really bad like there's days where i went like four four and one sets i was just like feeling it you know everyone just yeah. safe swapping their fighters or the middle queens and i was like you know this is gonna be a heyday and then <laughs> yeah. and then there's times where i'm like dude you're running a hypno a lowland muck and a pidgeot like i got nowhere to go with this thing yes yeah Exactly. Also, Pidgeot beats my whole team, so there's that too. But <laughs> <laughs> no, Pidge- this is a no-fly zone. Come on. Yeah, when you, when your best counters to Pidgeot is your prime ape, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, so yeah, so we'll see. But uh, for those that don't know, this upcoming week, starting tomorrow or by the time you hear this, uh, it is all leagues are back. So Great League, uh, Ultra, and Master League. I believe they're all like unlimited so it's level 50 master league you can yeah. use excels and ultra and obviously you can use excels and great league so uh, all that stuff but um yeah so that'll be what we have for battle weekend i like people always ask me what what league should i play and it's usually my patrons ask me i usually tell them like if you really want to climb or gain stuff and have short queues great league's the way to go um, but I feel bad saying this. So I feel like if I say this, it just perpetuates this constant, like everyone's just playing great league thing, Yeah, you know? Cause yeah. like, like people don't play great league cause they think everyone else is playing. Or people don't play ultra and master league because they think everyone else is doing it. And, and then everyone just does it. Right. I think like if everyone yeah. truly just played what they wanted to, it'd be a little more balanced. But the problem is everyone just wants shorter queue times so or they want to have more opponents to face or closer to their, low range because if they're closer your your gains and losses are more consistent if they're further away you might just lose elo even when you go positive because you're so high up right or vice versa but like you might just yeah. lose a ton if you lose but um but yeah i, don't know. I always feel bad because you just end up having everyone playing great league as a result but yeah it's... well i feel like there's an inverse relationship between <clears throat> the the number of people playing a certain league and like the skill required to win for example like there are fewer people playing Master League, but it's a much more condensed meta. So if you learn that meta really well, you can actually do very well in it. It's just very intimidating because the barrier to entry is super high. And if you look at Ultra League, right, like there's about a medium number of people playing it. But again, like if Great League is available, most people would rather play that instead. But if you learn the Ultra League meta, again, a slightly more condensed than the Great League meta, the XLs change that quite a bit. Like pre-XL, Ultra League was much more condensed than Great League. It was like, it was Reggie Steel, Giratina, Chrysalia on every team. That was what it felt like, right? Mm-hmm. But 
basically what I'm trying to say is that if you do go and play those other leagues and you play leagues that you want to play, there are strengths and weaknesses to all of them. And if you're in the great league, just like you said, Caleb, you're kind of like running with the herd, right? Like everyone wants to play great league because the queue times, everything else. But if you want to sacrifice a little bit of queue time and just learn a meta that's not as common, it is still viable to play ultra and master. So it just depends on like where you're, where you're the most comfortable, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's just so resource dependent too. So I completely yeah. get why you know a lot of people will avoid those other leagues. But um, but you know, hey, we'd always love some Stardust events, Niantic, especially me with my thirty one k here. So, man, do you remember? Do you remember when there was like a week of triple catch Stardust? Do you remember that? It feels like yes. it was ages ago. Yeah, it, was, it like- was. It was like after. It was like usually after GoFest where they're like, oh, we hit these global goals, and now we have. A week full of triple stardust, and that was great because I was always in Auburn's car, and he just like oh, drive me dude. around, and we're like catching till like two, three a.m. And then I feel like I'm hungover, even though I didn't drink anything but water that day. But <laughs> and he'd be like, "Hey, you want to do it again next day?" And I'm like, "Dude, I need to rest. I can't." <laughs> I right. actually felt like I was out late partying, but it wasn't even that. I was just catching triple stardust. But yeah, those are the good times. Uh, I hope they do bring those back in some capacity, but I don't know. It's we haven't had those in a while. But just think about yeah. it, man. You could everyone could use some stardust, and you're gonna make plenty off of star pieces, you know. Yeah, I felt this way for a while. Like, so, so there are three core facets in the game. That in my mind, there's experience, there's candy, and there's stardust. I feel like those are probably the three metrics that people measure the most. And I feel like experience got huge adjustments in terms of friendship bonuses. Uh, XP events are much more common. Uh, I remember back in the day, like. <clears throat> throwing on my go plus and mass evolving Pidgeys and trying to like catch things with my go plus while I had the lucky egg on. Right. Like that was the XP grind. And now you just open gifts for, you know, 60, 90 days or whatever you get best friends, you get a hundred thousand <laughs> XP. You dump a bunch of eggs on that. You stack like 10 of those on calm day. Dude, you were rolling in XP. You're rich in XP. Right. And then candy. Like we just got level 31, uh, level 31 got access to XLs for a short amount of time and the XL candies from the megas, XL candies from the raids, uh, you know, the spawn, the spawn pools are giving more XLs. There's more like XL for trades as well. Those two things have been addressed, but the one thing that has just had like very minor changes over six freaking years is Stardust. We get like 750 for a combi, right? Or we get like one triple stardust calm day every four months mm-hmm. outside of that and maybe some go battle weekends like this weekend stardust has not been revamped in the same way as the other two components of the game i mean do you agree i feel like it really needs to be touched up i do agree and, and things are more expensive now too because you got xls yeah, which costs more, more it costs more you got shadow pokemon now which costs even more and then you got xl shadow pokemon which is like an arm and five legs right it's it, very expensive yeah. And I will say, you brought up the Lucky Egg stuff and, like, Mass Evolving. Little confession, I still do that. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm level (laughs) 50, and I have, like, millions of extra XP for when they drop level 60. I'm at 350-something-plus million uh, experience. But I'm still Mass Evolving on a Lucky Egg. (laughs) Because what I do is I just open up, like, for the friendship stuff or I time it with some friends, and then I'm saying they're evolving for the next 30 minutes straight. But nice uh, but anyway that's just a little you know like yeah specific a taste a little a little thing yeah, on me yeah. but yeah i agree with you I, I think we do need to i don't know it's just because no one's ever it's it's like a win-win 
people with a lot of stardust still grind stardust. It's kind of like the because you know I might we may be hoarders of Pokemon. They're hoarders of dust, right? They like to see that number grow, right? They feel yeah, stardust true. rich. So even if you have a lot of stardust, even those people even love the stardust events too. And then you got people like me starving for every bit of stardust <laughs> I'm, you know i'm feeding gyms here mass burying them just for you know a little extra dust every time and yeah. uh you know it, they're definitely gonna appreciate it too so i think the one thing they did change um you know outside some like extra dust from go battle days and stuff like that or go battle weekends is they released or they made alterations to pokemon that now contain more dust like star you has more dust uh, you know, Meowths, different versions of Meowths have more dust. Uh, another one was Parasect, right? And Paris have more dust. And I, actually, this is a fun fact that I learned from how Stark, actually. He was saying that they're doing this because it makes it in line with the main series game or the other Pokemon games. Where, like, if you encounter a Meowth and you beat a Meowth in the main series games, you get more, like cash or more money yeah because like Meowth because always, payday. yeah payday and stuff right and then <laughs> like and then star you you get more because they have like pearls and stuff or something like that oh, i think that's why shelters get more to give you more dust or or parasect and you know paris mm -hmm. they give you more dust because i don't know they give you mushrooms you can sell <laughs> i don't yeah, really know that one yeah you can sell yeah. the shrooms but or so, sell mushrooms <laughs> or i shouldn't say shrooms that's that implies <laughs> some other things that i it's don't think different. is good yeah, yeah. um but um <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I like, I do like that they're doing that stuff, and I think you get a little extra dust now for you know different stage of evolutions, which is they implemented a little bit ago, but that's still a nice change. But that's pretty much it, you know. And it's not like we got just star use raining out of the sky every day to help boost our you know um, dust yeah. numbers. So it is always nice when we see those in different events, but we don't always have boosted spawn rates for things that have extra dust. So I agree with you. I do think they should do something like that, but. We'll see. We'll see if they end up doing that. But yeah, we've been ranting on about that for a hot minute. Uh, you teased this earlier, but you know we're we're in our unite section before we get to the what's the tea section. But for unites, uh, there's one Pokemon that I think you also saw is being leaked that's going to be released soon, and you alluded to it earlier. Yeah, so uh, the Pokemon that most closely resembles a Mississippi slash Georgia mosquito, uh, Buzzwool. Uh, yeah, they, they're like, big mosquitoes in the area too, so that's pretty huge, accurate. Right? And uh, Buzzwool is not only, and this is what interested me about this as well, because like you uh, like you alluded to, we've seen some Buzzwool beta gameplay for Pokemon Unite. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw the moveset. Uh, the gameplay looks really interesting. It's got some pretty new uh, features to it especially uh, a couple of the moves do some things that you wouldn't quite expect but i think this is also fascinating because this is almost lining up with seattle go fest and buzzwall coming to the u.s for that event because true uh, yeah right because i feel like if the pokemon games can continue to align for example we released the time space pokemon uh dialga and palkia right when the main series games are getting released and now buzzwall is coming to go at the same time as it's coming to unite i think we're seeing more synergy across the pokemon titles and i mean just outside of unite this is like really exciting because we can look to the other titles to get clues about what's coming but uh, Caleb, I know there's there's a couple of notes you have about Buzzwall. I think the moveset looks pretty freaking good. Like, I mean, Giga, or it's not Giga Drain. It's Leech Life looks really, really strong. Yeah, I actually didn't even look into the movesets so much. I was just uh, amazed by the gameplay because that thing looks yeah. 
it it doesn't look like it fits in the game. It looks like a Mortal Kombat character. It's just like plowing <laughs> through things and yeah. jacked. You know, I mean, I think the name is really appropriate. It's just it looks like a WWE wrestler from the '90s. You know, super big and stuff, and just like suplexing people. Um, yeah. But it has interesting moves. And the moment I saw that come out, I messaged my team. I was like, "Hey, uh, just letting y'all know, first dibs on this character. I'm playing him." <laughs> and they were nice. like, not very happy about it because it looks like a solo top character, which is not usually the position I play. I usually I either play that or jungle at the middle position. Um, yeah. But I I'm much better in the middle position, and we have a much better top lane player. Um, so they're like, no, we gotta give that to Cole, man. I was like, dude, that's like, it's too bad, man. I'm, I'm playing this in the jungle or something, right? This thing, I can make this, this little bug work in the jungle, I think. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool and it's cool for Unite too, because it's a legendary, right? To my knowledge, or is it a mythical? Yeah, um, I, I believe it is. I don't know. It's or, a mega beast, right? Oh, it's a mega beast. Yeah. It's kind of like the, um, oh, I always mess up the pronunciation. It's a jellyfish looking thing. Oh, uh, Nihiligo. Nihiligo. It's, it's the same type of species as Nihiligo, right? Yeah, it's the same yeah. class. Same, same class, class, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool, too. Um, I assume in, like, so so I guess it's not really legendary, but that's actually cool that they released it as a playable character in, in Pokemon Unite. So um, I know yeah. Pokemon Unite, in the grand scheme of MOBAs, is pretty basic uh, at the moment. You know, it's shorter games, and there's, you know, you, you don't have in-game currency and stuff like that, but... Um, for like inside the game, but and it's not like you can't buy items at a shop in the middle of the game. But um, I mean, they're they're adding more and more to it. So I think in the long run, it could be pretty cool. Especially the content's easy. The content writes itself because you have so many Pokemon to choose from. They don't have to sit there and try to create a new character like League of Legends or Dota has to, right? They just yeah. they just literally have Pokemon they could draw from, and a lot of them are really unique. I think uh, there's I think four Pokemon. That learned Surf, Slowbro, um, Cramorant, Greninja, and Blastoise. Blastoise. I think all four of them learn Surf, but all four of their Surfs do different things, which is really cool. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think like that's a like they don't recycle the moves, right? Like imagine like in Pokemon Go, if Earthquake from Stunfisk and Swampert and Regirock all do different things, right? Like that'd be kind of cool, you know. There's like a little uniqueness to it, but so that's something I appreciate about Unite, and I think. Um, you know, I'm excited to see how that character is. The only thing yeah. that is kind of a problem is usually they, it, it, either the character's so, like, it's not that great and no one plays it and it's not worth it uh, after the first day everyone just realizes that, or the character's so brokenly good that everyone <laughs> has to play it. And if you're playing yeah. with a bunch of random people, there's always, like, a thousand people trying to load up on it. You never even get a chance to touch it unless you're really lucky. Or, yeah, and, and you just see it in every single game. So, that unfortunately does happen quite a bit until they balance it, but you know it's just kind of, kind of story. Well, mobas, I think. Pro tip, right? If you want a Pokemon, you set it as your favorite, so that when you load into your your battle party uh, selection screen, it's automatically your cursor yes. is on that Pokemon. Yep. And then you can just, unless someone else is already on it, right? They have faster ping or whatever the rationale is, and they pick it first, right? Then there's not much you can do, but at least you can eliminate the scroll time. Yes. So the move, For sure. move I wanted to talk about. Uh, I actually watched a video by Spragles, okay. uh, and he was playing some of this on mobile on on Android. He used Lunge. Now, Lunge, obviously, from Pokemon Go, we know it it debuffs the opponent's attack. It's a bug-type move. Lunge for Buzzwole, you, like, the the Buzzwole Mega Beast, it lifts itself up into the air, and then it, like, descends on the opposing Pokemon. And when it smacks the ground, that other Pokemon that it targeted, 
is thrown into the air in whatever direction that you angled your attack. And it's so cool because you can actually throw opponents over walls. What? That's crazy. Yeah. That's really Yeah, like like he he actually tossed a Venusaur over the wall and it landed on Ludicolo, which of course is like one of the buff Pokemon there in the jungle area. It was like wild. Like to think about the setup potential, you can knock like let's say your opponent like let's say you're using a Gardevoir alt and you want to like your your opponent escapes it, but you want to knock them back into it. You can use Buzzwall to le- to uh, lunge down, smack them back into the Gardevoir alt, and then they're just you know roasted, right? So there's a lot of gameplay potential, and I think it's really cool that, like you said, for Pokemon with Surf, every Surf is different. One idea that I I was kicking around for Pokemon Go, uh, obviously like you know this is my idea. This didn't come from Niantic. This isn't approved or anything. I'm just speculating here. Full disclosure. But I thought about some moves like Fire Blast, uh, maybe even Mega Horn, some of these moves that don't get used a whole lot. Uh-huh. And I thought about the Mega Pokemon. And the Mega Pokemon have cooldowns. So what if you went into a battle with a Pokemon like Charizard with Fire Blast, and you throw the first Fire Blast, but then you get a move cooldown, and your second Fire Blast costs less energy, but it still does the same amount of damage. So like, Oh, that's kind of cool. It's almost like... um. It's almost like flame charge, except instead of doing more damage, you're just reducing the cooldown. So you're still doing more damage over time, but it's it's yeah. like a different function instead of like. But you get it more damage. rapidly. Yeah, that's yeah. Really cool. You get the move more rapidly, which is I thought would be kind of a cool wrinkle. So like when you're talking about the different surfs in Unite, and you're talking about how in Pokemon Go, like every surf is the same. I don't think that will ever change, but I think there's opportunities like this to introduce different moveset changes in kind of like creative ways, right? Because we think of Pokemon as like being two dimensional. There's either a bait or a hard hitting move, and you can kind of like if you just expand your brain a little bit, look to the other Pokemon titles like Pokemon Unite, like the main series, maybe you can find new ways to like innovate with those moves. So I don't know, Niantic, if you're listening, please. please. Yeah. No, I think that'd be really cool. And also I feel like that makes the game a little more complex in terms of, for those that are really familiar with counting moves, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, five uh, to this thing, and then maybe four to a second, and it's back to five for the next one, you know, depending on how the energy sh- shapes out, like, you know, when you throw the yeah. charge moves. But now it's like, oh, it's 10 to the fire blast, but then now it's six to the second fire blast, and three, and like, you know, it's it just adds a little fun wrinkle into the picture, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah. I think I think that'd be a cool idea. It would be pretty nice, too. Um, looking at a Buzzwall as well, too, because we're going to get it for go fest uh in seattle as well for pogo um the fast moves that it's tentatively listed as on game press is counter and poison jab and then charge moves is power punch felsinger lunge and superpower and it's got that bug fighting typing so the same thing as Heracross for to make it easier for those uh that may not know so that's kind of interesting um i don't think it'll be very useful in great league you kind of need i think a research task level to get it um uh, like at low, f- like for fifteen hundred, but you could definitely use it for Ultra League and Master League as well too. Um, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I, I guess think... um, if it's a research encounter, then it is it, should, it is great league eligible, right? I guess. For yeah. So people, yeah. so that's the that's what like people are suspecting is that if you go to GoFest Seattle, you will get one that caps under fifteen hundred CP, which might be the only way to to get Great League Buzzwall, which will be good in Fighting Cup, right? Because it's sub-bug typing. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, because it's going to resist all that fighting stuff, too. 
And yeah. if you do run into something with like, I don't know, psychic subtyping, you have at least like the lunge and stuff that does neutral. So um, yeah. I don't know if anything in Fighting Cup actually will have that. But um, cause I think, didn't they ban Galate or something? So all psychics are banned. So Medicham oh, okay, okay, and yes. Galate. Oh, okay, so yeah. I guess maybe that's not as useful for that. But, you know, it's still so interesting Pokemon. So we'll see. And all the moves that I just listed for Pokemon Go are speculative. So don't take it with a grain right? of salt. Yeah, take it with <laughs> looking, at the, looking at the stat distribution, I think it's going to play a lot like Frostlass. They have similar attack stats and similar defense stats, whereas uh, Frostlass has a bit more HP. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of strikes me as a Pokemon, uh, maybe even similar to something like Dragonite, that maybe, no, it's not as high attack as Dragonite, but it's a Pokemon that has a very high ceiling. So as you take it up higher in terms of CP, it reaches its potential a lot more quickly. So It'll be probably it'll probably perform better in Ultra or Master, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the move set. Because the move set that it has currently, like you said, uh, Poison Jab, Lunge, Felsinger, Power Up Punch. That's not a very hard hitting move set. It's going to be like attrition, right? Power mm-hmm. Up Punch, Poison Jab, Power Up Punch, Poison Jab. It's not going to be like you know very yeah. hard hitting. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, it could be interesting though, because um, well, counter power counter counter and power punch for like Scrafty's really solid in, Mas- uh, in Ultra League, right? Just for Red Seal counters. You're I think right. if you run something like counter and superpower, that could also be really interesting. Um, I like the lunge combo, and counter is just one of the best fast moves in the game. So anything that has counter is always something worth taking a second look at, even if it doesn't look great off the start. But it also has poison jab. And I wonder if that has some play in like Great League against the Azu. Like imagine just poison jabbing and lunging. Like the bubbles aren't really going to do that much damage. So you just keep poison jabbing and lunging. It could be kind of interesting. But. I don't know. Maybe yeah. sim, if you if we sim it out, it actually might be pretty bad because As is just so bulky. <laughs> so I feel like As <laughs> think, is like beating Nidal Queen sometimes. So true. Yeah. I think you have to defend against a couple of play roughs, and then maybe you've got a shot. Um, yeah. I have an interesting question for our listeners, though. This is kind of like a weird dichotomy because Buzzwool tentatively has access to Power Up Punch and Fell Stinger. Mm-hmm. My question for our listeners is: both of these buff your attack. Which of these two attacks is better? Like, which one should you run? That's my question. We we don't have to answer, but we can have our, our listeners answer. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know on Twitter. Um, yeah, so cool times for sure. And also, I don't know if you've played recently, Unite, but Absol right now is absolutely broken. <laughs> like, it is <laughs> too strong. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> um, it's the first time where I use absolutely, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> but um, but have, you, have you played it or seen it in action lately? Man, I... I have not picked up Unite in a few days, uh, but I, um, from people like you, I've heard that Absol is just, it, it, it already was like an assassin. Yeah. He just jumps in and just eliminates your health bar like uh-huh. disturbingly fast, but it's just out of control. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually out of control right now. It's so good. And, you know, I never even played Absol before they had this buff, but now it's like essentially like a necessary evil on every team. You pretty much have to run Absol in the jungle. And it's just, if you're like, improperly positioned it just annihilates you <laughs> like if but the thing is the balance is it, it's still it goes down pretty quick it's pretty frail so um yeah. but it's fine because i'm just like all right i can't play the fun pokemon they get like quad kills and pentakills pretty easily i'm down for it <laughs> you know everyone supports me like it's a good time but you know sometimes if i get caught down i get like i remember once i was panning they had, they had apps on the opposing team and like i was on the top side by myself going into the zap zapdos pit and everyone's like my team was like around the middle. 
I was like, I'm yeah. going to flank them, right? But I was like, wait, let's see where the opposing absolute is. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I pan over. I look in the middle of the fight. I was like, oh, I don't see them. And I look over. I go back to my character. Two shots me. Comes out of the bush and hits me twice. And I just I just faint out without using my Unite. Did zero damage in the team fight. By the time I respawned, Zapdos has already been taken for like 10 seconds. <laughs> like, it was no shot. I was like, sorry, guys. That's not me. I, I literally didn't do any. They're like, I think they're chewing out one of my other teammates for like being missed properly like position i was like dude, dude like don't like don't even worry it's, it's completely my fault like you could say like maybe this guy could play better but i literally did zero damage that entire fight <laughs> <laughs> i was like level 15 as well but yeah oh no way yeah wow. i was like fully like loaded and ready to go i was like you know but it just didn't happen but yeah anyway that'll happen you know everyone makes misplays especially me every game so <laughs> it'll happen. right well well, how about this? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to segue right because you're just talking about Absol just assassinating, undercutting your team, right? In a pivotal mm -hmm. moment, are you ready to move on to the T, or is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, tonight? I think we should. I, I I think maybe we just cover the second thing in the T because it's like current event, and the other one we could probably talk about. We'll just push back another week because I think <laughs> we have a lot okay. to talk about on this one, and uh, you'll want to hear it too because I, I know you don't know exactly the details on it, but um, yeah. I think it's worth hearing. And we can always talk about the other one at the later time because it's not immediately relevant anyway right now, but it'll still be relevant okay. for us as we move forward to future events in the future. But anyway, so what's the tea this week? Ooh, this is some fresh tea, like out of the kettle earlier this morning, less than 24 hours old. <laughs> but let me tell you so you don't know this but i'll give the backstory okay there's a project uh called pogo frontier and um they do you know they've worked on other things and you're probably most familiar with the original original name of this which is project Gookie. you know project Gookie, right oh yeah, yeah i've yeah. heard of it yeah yeah so uh adib khan was the one that was mainly the founder of it and created it. Um, and it was kind of like a simulator game where you can you can PvP essentially without, like, on their platform. And, sure. and Adib Khan, great battler too, um, local to Atlanta. Maybe I shouldn't say all this stuff because some people are hating on him, so I don't want them to, like, find where he lives. But um, no, it's, <laughs> it's not that serious, but I, I shouldn't speculate Has been that. seen in the clubs and in ADL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a local mine as well. But, uh, but you know, worked... Uh, heavily with PB Poke um, and like a lot of other orgs as well. I think with Ghost Stadium as well, to my knowledge, in the past. And so has been developing. They renamed, uh, they rebranded to Poker Frontier. I think it got confusing also with their factions because uh, Adib's faction is called uh, Project Gookie. Yes. Um, or, or, or Gookie faction team, or something like team that. Gookie? Team, team Gookie, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, has, has renamed to Poker Frontier. And this is something that Adib figured out uh, sometime last week, late last week, I think, and was testing it with some of his friends. Um, they're listed on the page. They're listed on the page, so I can name them uh, like um, Dijon the Gin, Palmer's Up, uh, Easily Done, uh, who also goes by Tanner, um, and then uh, I believe myself and Neil were the other two. Honestly, mm -hmm. I didn't really help out too much. I helped like proofread and like just like when they explained to me what was what they were actually working on. I like I was like asking follow up questions like, oh, is it this or is it this, right? Just to like clarify. So I would say sure. like I'm I'm not even saying this to like distance myself from the project. I'm just saying like I just I was not contributing as much. I think I'm the last name listed on the on the 
like the article <laughs> for credit for good reason. <laughs> like I, I'm not yeah. even mad about that. I'm surprised my name was even listed, but I'm in like a group chat where they're working on these things. But uh, sure. credit to the other guys though that were working on this and especially the deep that figured this out. They found a really interesting mechanic, right? Now, I should choose my care words carefully, but I'll say it again. They found a really interesting mechanic, right? And what it is is, so, you know, there's like optimized charge move timing. I made like a recent YouTube video on it too, where like if you throw, you don't want to throw a lock on and then, th or like you don't want to throw your move right when like incinerate's coming in, right? Like, of course. Like, cause then you, you give them like four free turns essentially, right? Or you give them four extra turns for your one turn. Like you want to time it so that, let's say if you're using like Swamp or Mud Shot, you want to throw two Mud Shots and then your charge move, right? When they start their incinerate. So you get four turns from your two Mud Shots and then your fifth turn is to throw the move. It times perfectly with their incinerate, right? So you don't give them any extra stuff. So yeah. that's Optimus charge move timing. I made a video on it. A lot of content creators made a video on it. Go see and make graphics on it. It's been a well-explained concept for a while. Now, this is something that a deep figured out is their, anyway, choose my words carefully, but I still stand by that he figured it out, that okay. there's this thing called cycle resetting. That is what he named it. And essentially what it is, is let's say the example they use on their website, uh, on the they create an article on Medium. So on the Medium website is they show a Lola Marowak three-turn, I think, fire spin versus a Hypno, right? Confusion, four-turn okay. four confusion. Now, if you time your fire spins well and when you throw your charge moves, you can optimize your timing so your opponent does not get, you know, extra free turns, right? And you can time it properly. So, But in that situation, I think it's like the one shield or two shield, you still end up losing to the Hypno. Uh, I think assume you don't bait or something else. I don't know. It, Hypno still chunks away with the confusions and if they're throwing like neutral Thunder Punch or something like that. Yeah. But what he ended up figuring out is there's a different way you could play this out. You can still optimize your fire spins and your charge moves so that you don't give free give them free fast moves. But the thing is, if your opponent also knows optimized charge room timing and they're throwing their confusions or they're throwing the charge moves to time against your three turn move, right? Because you could you could optimize the timing on their end, then if you if you purposely wait and throw your charge moves later in some of these scenarios, you force them to throw their thunder punches or charge moves, shadow balls or whatever, at inopportune times. So essentially you're not only optimizing your own timing, which is what most people focus on, right? I want to optimize my timing. I don't want them to sneak, right? That's what everyone's like first foremost thought is if they're aware of this technique is yeah. you, you essentially, it's called cycle resetting. You're resetting their cycle on when they're optimizing their timing to the point where they are forced to throw their charge moves at inopportune times because you're not throwing them, right? When you're supposed to. It's, it's like, it's, it's actually, re it's really complicated and it's like, you know, even me explaining right now, I don't know if you fully understand it because they explained to me and I'm just like, dude, like, I feel like I'm talking to a <laughs> well, bunch of like programming geeks right now, right? Like what's going on? They show me like these, like, they show me like these charts and everything. And I'm like, dude, like you got to explain to me in layman's term, right? But that's essentially yeah. the gist. Essentially the gist is you are throwing your charge moves at a like atypical time that doesn't hurt you, but hurts your opponent. And the example they showed actually made a difference in that matchup. Like the lower Marowak ends up beating the Hypno in the matchup where they're doing cycle resetting. 
what Adib figured out. Because their their fast moves are not doing, they're not getting as many turns in with their fast moves because they're forced to throw at inopportune times, right? And it's not like okay. it's like if you're the hypno user, it's not like oh well, if I know they're cycle resetting, I'll cycle reset too. Like I don't think it's that easy because you're you're a long term move, so you have to throw, right? Otherwise, you're capped at like a hundred entries or something. I think you like you're forced to throw, right? And yeah. so there's other examples of this as well. But to see the actual example play out where it makes a difference in matchup is actually quite hard. And so I think a little Marowak and Hypno is the one they found that works. Like, there might be a lot of situations where you cycle reset and you still lose, right? So let's say, hypothetically, if low Marowak still lost that, even if you lose in that second clip, right, when you're cycle resetting, you're still preventing your opponent from getting extra fast moves. Like, you're, you're, you're reducing the amount of fast moves they get, even when you cycle yeah. reset and you lose the matchup, which makes it easier for your follow-up match, matchup because now the Hypno is not loaded as much with energy. Now, obviously, this is a difference between maybe one or two confusions, but one or two confusions still make a big difference <laughs> for energy and, you know, especially for high-level play, like how close it comes down to in a lot of these matches. I, I mean, we saw multiple types and ties in grand finals, right, these tournaments. So, yeah. So, anyway, so what were your thoughts on that so far? This is not the controversial part yet, but that's 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 a gist of what Pogo Frontier has released as of this morning. Yeah, so, okay, so... Where this where this is interesting to me is that <clears throat> when you were coming up with your example of how to like time your moves, the classic one that I've taught so many times is a two turn fast move versus a three turn fast move, and this normally comes down to Trevenant versus Skarmory or Sableye versus Skarmory. Uh, for example, you want to throw seven Shadow Claws for fourteen turns, and then throw your fifteenth on your fifteenth turn, you throw your Charge Attack. And at that juncture, the Skarmory is finishing its fifth air slash. It's still stuck in that last bit, that last third of the animation, so mm -hmm. it can't strike back. Like that's like the classic example, right? Right, right. And I think where where this example is interesting is because you essentially, with your move set timing and your energy, you have a floor and you have a ceiling. Your floor is essentially like getting to that first move, timing the the optimal way before their first attack, and then your ceiling is hitting a hundred energy. So. In my mind, this cycle reset idea is pretty interesting because if you play out the same cycle over and over again, you know, the seven versus the seven shadow calls versus the five air slashes, the Skarmory is always going to get one free turn after every single exchange, right? It's just how things line up. And if you time your shadow calls differently, they might get even more free turns. So uh, when you look at this, it's sometimes it's hard for us to mentally extrapolate forward and just say, how close can I get to 100 energy with you know, while still optimizing my moves and not going over and not wasting fast moves, but also like limiting, limiting fast attacks, right? So you're trying to stay like, you're not quite on the floor, right? Where most of us play, but you're getting close to the ceiling and you're trying not to like bump your head against it. So this is very interesting to me, like uh, it, not only visualizing the matchup as it goes on, but like projecting long form. Like this is, this is not like a one shield half HP matchup. This is like, you're playing out the ones or the twos in their entirety and you're both switch locked, right? I think that's probably like the most appropriate time for a lot of these. But um, does this come down to like waiting on fast moves or just throwing your charge moves to limit their energy? For example, I see like in one of the examples, they're throwing one fire spin shadow bone, one fire spin shadow bone. Mm -hmm. That way you only give the hypno, the hypno two free turns. Yep. But if you throw on in every interval, you give them more over time. Is that essentially what it boils down to? 
Yeah, it, I think it depends kind of. a little bit on specific matchups too. Um, but it, it, you, what you really need to understand is obviously it's not like you don't have a mirror in terms of the turn duration, so you can't go fast fire spin into like a snarl, right? Because it's the same turn duration. Yeah. So you, I think the big part of noting here is knowing how a three-turn move interacts with a four-turn move or two-turn move interacts with a three-turn move and stuff like that. So they have like different examples broken down on the their page. So definitely look up Poker Frontier if you want to find out more about that. But that's essentially how uh, I understood it. And again, okay, you know, I may not have the fullest, greatest extent of understanding here, which is why I'm credited last on the article, which <laughs> maybe don't credit me. Now, but... So that's that's the gist of it. But here is where it gets really interesting. Um, so uh, they made a post about this 11 hours ago. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people retweeted it. You know, some of them were deuce friends, so you, you get, like, the Insta retweets and stuff, right? But there was a lot of people that were like, huh? This has been around, right? And so, and in the in the title of the tweet uh it says while playtesting poco frontier we discovered a new technique empowered by niantic's recent fast move changes introducing cycle resetting another optimization on fat charge move timing now some people are very upset about the wording of this because there's a lot of people from different communities that responded and were like what like this is new like, I, I don't want to name names, right? But there's a lot of people that were like, we've been doing this, right? Or like, I've been doing this or whatever, right? And so, um, and I think one specific person said the Latin America community has been doing this for a while now. Um, some other person discovered it and blah, blah, blah. And I think they were like, all right, uh, let's, you know, like, do you have like, you know, resources to do this, like to provide it to us so that, you know, we can... We can properly credit and everything like that. Um, and, you know, I, I, as of now, I haven't seen any actual articles or videos fully explaining um, that, like, the same concept. I think what peeves people a little bit is the phrasing of it, right? Because they yeah. said a new quote-unquote technique that was discovered, right? We, like, you know, Adib and friends, whatever, discovered. And I think there's a good point here because... It's not a new. It's not a new phenomenon. It's just a technique and it's a technique and strategy and playstyle that, as of as far as I'm aware and as far as you know, other people that have been involved in this is where, has not been explained or done purposefully. It's like there's no way. Like there's absolutely there's people that have cycle resetted probably by accident, right? Or when they're trying to time things differently, but they just didn't know, right? It's not like it's kind of like optimize charge room timing before people came up with this concept or the graphics and all that stuff you were able to optim optimally time your moves before all that it's just that people didn't understand what was going on there right and so it's like cycle yeah. resetting like people weren't purposely holding on to their charge moves to cycle reset their opponents and make them throw out uh like <laughs> non-optimized timings right so so technically speaking they're right because you could have been doing this for years um but i think you know, uh, the people that respond to is like, yo, this has been around and stuff. I think it, it, the article might have been written in a way that it actually makes it sound like, yes, the, the like it, it just looks just like optimized charge from timing, which it's not. It's actually different. And 
uh or let's be honest they just didn't read it <laughs> like they just they just <laughs> yeah, saw the title true. or they read it a little bit like 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 the whole article reads like let's give credit to wallower go stadium people that you know paved the way before us to figure out optimus optimize charge room timing so that we can come up with this con or figure out this concept or this play style or whatever right and so i think if you're really serious about PvP and you want to take it seriously, you should really consider reading it and, you know, maybe ignore some of the fluff early on and try to figure out exactly what it is because I probably didn't do the best at explaining this. Again, my name's on Oracle. I have no stake in this. Like, you could be like, oh, you're just <laughs> selling out, Caleb. Like, I, dude, I'm making zero money off of this. <laughs> like, this, this the, I was just literally helping out a friend that asked me to, like, check out what it, this is, right? I, didn't, I don't even need to yeah. be credit on it. But it was... I'm I'm phrasing in like a kind of a like a like a chill way, but people were getting a little heated, you know. Um, on Twitter, there are people posting memes and stuff, and of course, people on both sides were like, you know, going back and forth a little bit. Um, it was mostly people that critiqued it were from Latin America, and it's possible that maybe they do have cycle resetting and stuff. Again, I just haven't seen mm -hmm. articles or videos actually stating it. They're just saying that it exists out there. And if that's the case, then they just did not share it with the rest of the world and they've been using it. And that's fine if that's the case, right? But they're saying, like, we're using this to, like, prevent, like, fast food denials from North America, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, like, it is what it is. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, like, like I don't know if it is exactly what cycle resetting was or they're just trying to optimize their timing. But because optimized optimize charge room timing does that too, right? Like, if you throw yeah. a turn before, like, you can't possibly deny either, right? Like, because you can't, like, if you rely on denials and, you know, you could work around that by optimizing your charge room timing so yeah i think that might have been what it was but it's hard to say you know there's there's someone from eu that also critiqued it too but again how much did they really understand it's a very complex article you know to the point where even though i was quote unquote involved in the making of it i don't even fully understand it to this to <laughs> like the same degree right the people that made this are like much more you know analytical in that regard than i am there was also a tweet from someone in japan saying that this was like a hot topic in Japan, but you know, like like so they've already been doing it, but then Wenko responded saying like it's not the same thing as what you're talking about. It's you know, blah blah try to clarify it. And the person's like, oh like good to know. Like sorry, I didn't yeah. understand the English. And that's another thing too. If if the people reading this and they're tr translating and stuff with Google Translator or whatever it or maybe English not their primary language they speak or understand, then there could be stuff lost in translation. So I'm not Saying that can't be the case. But, you know, I did see some memes. And, <laughs> like, there's one where it was, like, someone posted, like, a like a picture of, like, cavemen starting a fire and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm like, this is wild. Even Wallower, the the technique guy himself responded was like, isn't the same thing as charge room, optimized charge room timing? And I'm like, dude. I was like, so, like, the fact that even Wallower didn't fully grasp this right off the bat um yeah. is saying something because okay so I'll, I'll put i'll just say the exact tweets because whatever they tweeted so it's not like there's an anonymity yeah it's public. anonymity yeah. here yeah inadequate says new question mark question mark question mark this is literally how it's been from the start uh with a question mark and wall response was that's what i was thinking too although i would say in most cases i would focus on optimizing my own timing over screwing over their timing as it results in more <laughs> consistent gameplay and more predictable results so I think while we're actually been reading it, uh, probably understood some portions of it or maybe did understand it. But yeah. uh, while was right, right? Because the way we currently play right now is you're trying to optimize your timing. You're not optimizing your timing 
and trying to screw over your opponent's timing. But at a high level of competition in PvP, or even if you're playing against someone that doesn't know what they're doing, but they still might be hypothetically optimizing their charge room timing, you can't just, you want to build yourself as much of an advantage as possible. So optimizing just your own timing alone may not be good enough. You need to also throw off their optimized timing. Because if you're yeah. optimizing your timing, your opponent's optimizing their timing, you're back on an even playing field. You know, optimized timing is great yeah. if you're playing against people that are, are, you know, don't know it or, you know, are not doing it right. But if, you know, if it, yeah, like, like if you know, if you're playing against someone that knows what they're doing, you got to step it up, right? So, so anyway, yeah. there's been a it's, lot of stuff related to that today, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I was just going to say, it feels like a, a clash of like a lot of different things. And that's, that's when you find a lot of really combustible topics is when there's underlying feelings that are semi-related, but they kind of overlap in this broader Venn diagram of opinions. Uh, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of, you know, almost like animosity between different battlers from different areas of the world, whether it be EU or LATAM or APAC versus NA, because they just felt like they got their fast moves denied more often. They couldn't sneak through their fast moves against North American players. And when someone comes out, you know, who is based in North America and they say, like, I discovered this new thing, I can see where, you know, people maybe from LATAM who have been trying to find other ways around the fast move inconsistencies over the past two years have tried to, like, invent new systems like this. And they feel like they're the founders of it, right? And then someone comes in, especially from North America, right? Because we make all the biggest blunders, I feel, sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> and they just say, like, you know, look what I found. And and then, of course, people call them out on it, right? So I feel mm -hmm. like this animosity kind of boiled over from the fast move inconsistencies. And like you said earlier, attempting to trigger fast move denials was also a huge strategy. We actually saw that in the ADL championships last season, where Elam went for a fast move denial against Rise to Occasion. And because he triggered that fast move denial and did not allow Rise to get extra energy, he actually won that match. Mm -hmm. I forget if it was, you know, game three, game four, whatever decisive battle, but it was critical for him winning, right? Yeah. So and he won the whole thing. And, yeah, he won the whole championship after that, right? So we have those two factors. And then the third factor is that the game has been in, in an inconsistent place for so long that we've kind of like forgotten our roots in a lot of ways. Like I catch myself still trying to deny sometimes or I catch myself <laughs> thinking they're going to sneak. So I like play weird. I play differently than I normally play. But if you look at just the X's and O's, you know, to use a football reference, if you look at the X's and O's and how the play should go, it doesn't, you know, we can actually start to rely on the game more to do what it's supposed to do, which is hard. It's hard to trust again, Caleb. We've been hurt before. We've been hurt over a number of months, right? We've had a very tumultuous relationship with the game, especially at a very high competitive level. And it's, you know, like Michael Scott, we're ready to be hurt again, right? We're just trying to believe in the game again. So um, those two points plus the third I just made, I feel like all three of those things are combining like, you can have someone who has buried treasure in their backyard and they know about it for like generations. And then someone moves in next door and they dig it up and they're like, Hey, look at my treasure. No, man, I've known about this for a long time. And this isn't yours just because, you know, you found it this time and it's, it's visible and available to you. Doesn't mean that you have possession over it. So I agree with you. I think that sometimes people just word things in a way that rubs people wrong, especially over different cultures. I think, especially dude, if you ever want a good laugh, 
go try Google Translate's feature when translating tweets from Japanese. Like, <laughs> man, I know it's such a difficult language to translate into English, and I commend Google for the amazing work they do. But some of those translations have me laughing. Yeah, because like, there's no way. And if this, what it says if, that means. if they're actually saying what they're saying in the translate, then man. I need to brush on my <laughs> Japanese because there's some funny people out there. But I don't... yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I, I think you worded just... really well. Yeah, I, in... yeah, it's it's combustible, right? When all these mm -hmm. other things just kind of like stack on top of each other. So I can understand why people are are pissed off, right? Yeah, and why some yeah. people are defensive. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, just if you're, if you are. The people that are saying like, oh, it's been around forever in my community or blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think Adib or anyone that's been participating in this, you know, quote unquote discovery or new mechanic, whatever, is going to be hurt by it if you have the evidence for it. Just show it, right? I, I, at the moment in time, as of now, I haven't seen anything. There's no article. There's no video. There's no nothing that details this, right? If it's just like a private strategy that you share with your friends and there's no like DM receipts or anything, like... I don't know. My take is it's hard to take you seriously, right? You can't claim to say I've been doing this or we've been doing this for years. And if you've been doing it for years, you have nothing to show for it. What? What, what does yeah. that mean? Like how? Like just uh, yeah. maybe if you don't want to share it, fine. It's up to you, right? But like at the same time, like if someone said, if someone said to me, "Yo, everyone, check out. I made a, I I made a new game breaking team. Skarmory Double Grass with Shift Tree <laughs> Safe Swap and McGinnu in the back." I'd be like, my dude, I ran that team years ago, <laughs> and I've been and a lot of people have been using it years ago. Here's the receipt. Here's the video. Here's all the people that used it. Right. That's what I say. Right. And it's fine. Maybe you thought you discovered it, but you didn't. That happens, right? People make like, especially if it's a discovery that wasn't publicly shared. That's gonna happen, right? But I think, like again, if that happens, it happens. Like I said, I have no second this. It doesn't matter if my name's on the thing or not. I'm sure Adib will own up to it and be like, oh, we can properly credit you all then for this and say you're the first discovery people. We'd like to bring more light, shed more light onto this and share it more openly. But um Yeah. But yeah, Agreed. so so you know, I think there's there's no need for writing, you know, insults or a little memes and stuff. Now I will say I get a little kick out of myself. So if you want to keep that energy, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it, it makes it for a great T segment because there would be no T segment if everyone's civil bound be like, well, we came up with this a few years ago. Here's the receipts and Adib's like, oh, okay, let's credit you all. We're going to reword the thing. But I will say since the, since the, what do you call it? The feedback and stuff, um, they have made an edited version of the thing. I think they posted like just recently too, like a few minutes ago gotcha. or so. So maybe the wording's better. And again, the people that create this stuff, they're very like technical based and they know a lot of the like very specific nuanced things. And that's really good for people that make these kind of discoveries. But I think it's really also bad for people that are dumb like me that are trying to understand it and need more layman's <laughs> term. I was telling them this too. I was like, look, you guys are like some of the smartest people in the community when it comes to mechanics. And if you explain it to someone that does not know this stuff, we're not going to know what you're saying. And it's very easy for people to think you're just plagiarizing another idea or something that's already been around. I was like, like when you explain to me, I still don't fully understand it. That's a problem, right? But maybe I should have yeah. been more vocal about that when I explained it. I was like, maybe I'm just the only dumb one. But it turns out a lot of people don't really know what's going on or didn't read the article. And that's a different problem in itself. But um, <laughs> so anyway, you know, 
yeah. lot of learning lessons all around. And again, if I'm wrong, if this has been around for a while, just respond in the DMs, you know? Like, just show right? the proof. Like, it's just... You can't be aggressive and claim something that's been happening that you've done and not have anything to show for it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, some people will say, like, don't try to reinvent the wheel, right? But some people do try to do it. And if you do pull it off, everyone wins. And that's awesome. But if you don't, it's real funny to watch you try. It's real real hilarious to watch you make a square wheel, you know? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We would love to see it. Maybe there'll be a part two to this T segment next week. Oh yeah, follow up. <laughs> yeah, follow up. Sure. We shall see. But um anyway, either way, um some good content, some something worth to take a look at if you want to get more. Like I- I'll put it this way. Even if it's a technique that's been discovered by people in Latin America or Japan or other communities around the world, other places in North America or whatever, uh at the moment in time, this is the only resource I see that actually fully explains it. So we're checking out, you know? And again, I don't get paid to say this. <laughs> whatever so <laughs> i'm just sharing my thoughts right if you want to get better at pp it's something probably worth looking at so just take a look at pogo frontier on twitter and they have it tweeted as one of the recent tweets um but yeah i think that wraps it up for us today i know we went on quite a while as always but there's always a lot to cover um i was oh one last thing you can if you want to cover too because i know we didn't get to all this yet but we do have gbla kicking off tomorrow at ak maybe today by the time people hear this yeah, absolutely. So uh, GBLA, for those of you that don't know, is the Go Battle League Arena. Essentially, we take the top eight trainers from the global leaderboards. We put them in a single elimination tournament, $100 cash prize. The The meta of the tournament reflects the in-game meta. So this week we're playing in Ultra League. And eventually, after eight weeks of these tournaments, we have a grand finals where we crown a season champion. Uh, this is 100% a grassroots effort, right? It's just a team of myself, Math Magic, and Nightwing primarily. We do get some awesome edits from Pogo Doms as well. Oh, but- nice. He makes some great edits too. I'm really cool that he's involved in it. Yeah, he actually designed some awesome stingers for us, which oh, we'll be debuting yes. tomorrow. And uh, and I got the overlay and everything finished like uh, late last night. So it's going to be really fun. But uh, yeah, honestly, there's been a lot of emphasis on Play Pokemon, but I know we talk about Go Battle League a lot. And I think that this is the, the torch bearer, the flag bearer when it comes to competitive go battle league so if you want to see the best teams in the world the best players in the world who aren't content creators who are very secretive about their teams who climb up these leaderboards and they're like number one over and over again and you're like how the hell do they do it this is your answer and they are going to showcase their battles for us so i'm really excited to get started with the season this is season five it's going to be the biggest one yet yeah no absolutely i think it's going to be really great and i'm looking forward to it too a little bias here but two of my teammates are in GBLA tomorrow, DFH in Auburn. So, oh, should, nice. should be good. We got we're double dipping here on our team side. So, you know, it's it's funny. There's people like them that are up in like the 3100s and stuff, and we're still in the 2500s. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, you know, there's always the ceiling is always higher. <laughs> exactly. So. We're running. We're running our own race. You know, so that's true. We'll that's true. These guys were just booking it. I'm still, um, I'm still, you know, slowly taking naps along the road. <laughs> here there. But dude, but dude, Caleb, did you see them get to legend with Shadow, uh, Shiny Venomoth? Did they get to legend with Shadow Magneton? I don't think so. True. True. I don't think so. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'd love to see them try. You know, yeah. I, I, I know that these are probably already pre-recorded, but 
next time around when Great League's around, I'd love to see someone GBLA try to make Shadow Venomoth work in one of their sets. I, I forgive Ooh. you if it's not shiny, right? If it's a Shadow and it's a Venomoth, that's good enough for me. So I throw that challenge out there for anyone in GBLA or might be in GBLA in the future. You use Shadow, Shadow Venomoth in any of your battles, you get a special shout-out here. And, uh, you know, don't send me hate mail if you, you lose or anything because it is what it is. <laughs> I gave you a warning. I'm still in 2,500, so. <laughs> but, um, fair warning. Yeah, fair warning. But anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, great topics as always. Um, but, yeah, we got, we, we got lots of tea to cover these days. I kind of like it, you know. Yeah, every, it's every, good. Yeah, every week I wake up and I'm just thinking, well, today's going to be a calm week in Pogo. I didn't even make it through Tuesday yet, and it already, you know, went up in flames. So, <laughs> so there's always stuff to cover, which is it keeps things interesting. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, and we have tea on the shelf in the cabinet right now. We've got even more True. things we didn't even get to today, man. So yeah. we have even more tea leaves can stock stock for a while too. I feel like I feel like tea leaves can stock for a while. So we'll, we'll... oh yeah, we got them vacuum sealed. We got them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I keep taking the bag out of the box and then I'm like, ah, I'm putting this back in for next week. <laughs> yeah. I, I powered on my Rotom. I tossed it out of the Pokeball and I use all that energy to vacuum seal these tea bags. So <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I just it just uh it just dawned on me the Rotom that we fight in Pokemon Unite is the same as like Rotom Wash. <laughs> oh just, nice. It's just a different Rotom, right? It's just a, yeah. Yeah. Kind of so what if we see what if we see the other Rotom forms in future Unite? Battles? Dude, that'd be great. Imagine fighting like a lawnmower instead of just like the Rotom, the standard Rotom. Yeah, it like rolls around in a circle, and you have to like try to fight it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and it, you know, once in a while, you actually get fainted, knocked out by the Rotom. What if like the Rotom, like lawnmower Rotom, when it knocks you out, it like drives over your like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. I could amazing. See it. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks all for joining uh, to this episode 56. We wish you a happy sixth anniversary of Pokemon Go. And whether you've been playing for all six years or just for a few months, glad you're here. Yeah, I couldn't be happier. And uh, yeah, let's have some more memories. Maybe another six years. Let's see how much gas is left in the tank, right? Sure. Maybe six years later, I'll find my finally have my hundo hole, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. hopefully fingers crossed yeah catch you all next time see ya